Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. to be one of the best brewers there is. I stopped uh, dressing all in plastic. You better be brewing five to six times a week. A beer, every beer, is made with love, and it begs to to be appreciated. I need something to kill the salmonella I'm kind of worried about in the eggs. Do you find that that the hops kind of clash with the uh, chicken embryo you put in there? (laughs) I might sleep here tonight. It's a California king. There's plenty of room for both of us, Beavis. How many of the brewers over there have seen your ass? That's it. Someone's getting cut tonight. All I have to say is... Hey, McDonald, how you doing? <laughs> now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with... Well, Expert drinkers, this is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. All right. Hey, did Chad move to Texas? Taste heard Chad in the beginning in that intro. And yeah, is he gone? gone? Yeah, he left two weeks ago. He didn't even say anything. Like, I knew he was <laughs> yeah, I knew he was going, but he, he just, didn't give me the date or anything. He didn't no. say goodbye. There was no, you know. Seriously? He just up and left? So it's not a vacation. And there was <laughs> yeah, a just yeah, move. He's gone. He there was moved. a going away party, too. There no. was a going away party? <laughs> yeah. No, there was. Oh. Yes, That's there what was. I was invited to. It was uh, on yeah. Facebook. I did. No, I saw that. There was like a last supper. I think I was out of town. Or maybe they maybe I, I didn't go to one. I know that. I so I'm clinging to. I had a beer with him the night before he left us. All right. Should we place know. bets on whether or not we ever see Chad again? No, no, no. Ever. I think, I think his wife moved there for the job. I think there'll be another job to move for. He yeah. may go to like Connecticut or something. But so they're going to move out of Texas. I don't think they're going to be in Texas. You don't think Texas is Forever. their final destination? No, no. Uh, I don't maybe? think so. I mean, That's what if he bet. opens? What if he opens a brewery? He plans to, so I mean, I could see that being uh, in play, but I don't know. I yeah, think just that, up and leave that. Uh, he's been planning to open a brewery for how many years now? <laughs> well, that's he's true. only this thing. He's only kept the jobs he's had recently for like a few months, actually. So, yeah, right. you know, he gets tired easily. What's his job in Texas, Dad? 
Uh, stay at home, Dad. Nice. To a, a woman that makes a lot good, a nice big check. I mean, I'm into it. That's only yeah. going to last for a couple months. Maybe well, I ought to knock I, up Kate after I all. I take all that I can get. Yeah, she gets paid more than me. That That's always the rule, right? Like, whoever gets paid more stays at work. Yeah. yeah. I don't really want to work anymore. Yeah, yeah but now that, you're, now that you're used to two incomes. Yeah, You've got the mammary glands for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. And now that I don't, you know, because who wants to work? i got to rethink this baby thing. Well, yeah. well. So she yeah. needs to at least make as much as you do, and as much as she does currently, to keep you guys at the same level. And then when you have a kid, that's going to drop even lower. So uh, you know, if you only go down to one income and have a child, you're going to be out. Are a we? Lot are we not thinking? Money. Just, I don't make shit, and no. she does pretty well. So I think this uh, this might work. We're now, there's pl- plenty of free babysitters out here at the Hop Grenade. So well, I've been trying to working. do it the hard way, you know, by working my way to to not have to work anymore. But it's just Wait. not working out. <laughs> yeah. well, it's just taking too long. We're yeah. not yeah. discussing yeah, too much work. Uh, right. We're discussing a kid before we're discussing the marriage. Is that it? Oh yeah, who cares oh, no, about the marriage? Is, yeah, that's nothing. Uh, you well, can get married and still have to work. You can have, the you can have a well, kid. Yeah, marriage is going to keep. Is going to keep me out of this place? <laughs> right. Yeah, but a kid would. Yeah, if I got to be stay at home dad, you know that's every. No one argues oh. with that. Everyone complains. Oh, you, how can you not be married? Or you spend money on this? You spend. But no one ever. Once you throw down the kid card, everyone oh, goes, yeah. "Oh yeah, no, that makes sense." Yeah, yeah. You go. I mean, if you say, "I have to jump off a cliff now because I have a kid." Oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like yeah, anything yeah. go. Right. Every excuse right. is Just, possible when you have a kid. Right. Uh, well, I, you know, I didn't wake up for seven days. Do you have a kid? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Uh, you need your sleep. Uh, I guess. I guarantee you that that would not be anything that ever happened if you had a kid. No, but you see the point. Like uh, it's it's like the ultimate trump card. Nobody wants to argue about what a parent has to do. He didn't right. say so what kind of a just, parent he would be. Just, yeah, he just says just, he would look, be look a parent. Like I can't do shit. And, every, and, you're and like, he has Ter- one on the way. Terrence, I haven't seen you in six months. Well, I have kids. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, no and no offense. The then. Yeah. He must be sleeping. What else is he doing? Be the same here, Moscow. Be the Hopkins. Be like. Justin, we haven't seen you in like a year. Things are uh, going great. I got a baby, you know. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Or, or maybe I'm in uh, Barbados. One of the two. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm in Barbados with the baby. Oh, right, yeah. I can't argue with you. <laughs> he that. still has the baby. Yeah. It's the ultimate trump card. Barbados. I got, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to revisit this. Uh, you guys all suck. The baby needed a change of scene. So yeah. he went to Barbados. <laughs> Meanwhile, the only one of us who has a baby is going, what the fuck? I work too much. <laughs> I got it. Well, that's yeah, but her, that's women. Bevo and yeah. Sam are a little slow, so they just haven't figured out this baby trump card thing. I think yeah. Sam has. No, Sam. <laughs> Sam had the baby trump card figured out before I ever got pregnant. Yeah, right. He's like, all right, baby trump card. Uh, I got to revisit this whole sperm and egg thing. <laughs> revisit it. Nice. Got to learn how it works. Yeah. Uh, right now. Yeah. <laughs> I want to take a sample. Yeah. It's going to be a short break coming up. Gross. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a thirty-second break. <laughs> right. <when> we, uh, <laughs> Watch a lot of YouTube. <laughs> All right. We got a great show planned for you tonight. It's nice to be back in the saddle, sort of. Um, it's <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess. At least it's still here. We didn't right. burn the place down. Yeah, nothing yeah. burnt down. Um, and I'm not going to lie. I was uh, expecting you maybe to just be like, I have to do a remote. I have to call in and do the interview. <laughs> you almost did. It was getting close. I extended my trip by a few days, and then... Uh, <laughs> I was like, God, maybe JP could do another show. It's no big deal. <laughs> he did the last one. Uh, well, I had free room, and I mean, I just I was just paying for food, which I got to do at home anyway. Right. Yeah. And uh, anyway. If you had a kid in Hawaii, then you just have to stay. I would have just been like, hey, the kid's sick. I can't fly. Right. Yeah. Ultimate Trump card. <laughs> right. Uh, we flew in. The ears got all messed up. You know, I'm sorry. I'm going to be here for six months. Kid That's got the- pregnant. Now we have to stay. <laughs> 
Yeah. Again, just, that's not how that works. <laughs> Nobody argues here. with yeah. the baby card. They never. They, they can't. Like they can't say to you. You know, I think you're. I think you're playing this baby card a little too far. <laughs> right. Are you kidding me? Are you going to throw my baby in my face? Right. It's a little baby. It's helpless. Yeah. What are you anti-baby? You yeah, going to tell me how to be a parent? <laughs> yeah. You can. There's nothing you oh, can how say. Many kids, do you have none. Great. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You don't know what it's like. Yeah. I guarantee you, it's no different. That's just. It's there. It's this whole conspiracy with parents. They're they're holding on tight to this they lid, and they're like, just don't tell them that it's really no different, right. except that you have right. a great excuse as, to do nothing. As soon as yeah. you start dissecting it, you realize that uh, a lot of people had a lot of kids before now, <laughs> yeah. and they dealt with it yeah. without running water and electricity. Uh, when you have enough, they start taking care of themselves. <laughs> Look, guys, I really yeah. want to come back for the show, but my baby sunburned her toe. And I can't put shoes on her. <laughs> my baby's and, sleeping. I can't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't wake do? her. Wake her yeah. up. She doesn't sleep. She needs her sleep. She's a baby. Justin, the baby's been asleep for a week. Are you questioning me? Are you questioning my <laughs> yeah. baby's sleeping habits? What, are you anti-sleep? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen the baby in six months. I don't know. If it's sleeping, it's hitting. It's, it's a growing child. It's a, yeah. Did you Needs actually rest. have a baby? Yeah. Are you now? You're questioning <laughs> Kate's womb. Yeah. This is this is crazy. My baby reality. So you can't do it. It's the ultimate. You ought to rethink it too, JP. Fuck that shit. <laughs> JP, did you? I would it? happily work two hours a day and not have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> two hours a day. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do now. Uh, okay. yeah. I Watch a lot of Game of Thrones <laughs> and work two hours a day. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mondays yeah. are your worst days. You got to work four. I know. Tell yeah. me about it, dude. Seriously, yeah. we have to have a talk about this. Yeah. No, I. I, I the, for me, the baby thing is 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 null and void because of just the cost emotionally and monetarily it's <laughs> right. too much yeah. both are too much I won't be a good parent I can't even provide proper emotions for Taryn <laughs> I'm not going to be able to provide emotions for a thing that doesn't that we can't talk out emotions you at. have none more emotions I have none of them yeah no uh, you know, whatever. There you go. And right. I'm already poor enough trying to buy myself underwear. I can't buy the baby underwear. I don't think kids even need emotions. They have plenty of them or, or underwear, really. Right. Yeah. Just throw the pants on them. I think you're yeah. fine. The baby doesn't need underwear if you just leave it in the backyard. Just build a little netted area in yeah. the middle of the game room or whatever, wherever yeah. you game, and just put the naked baby there. Okay, stop talking. Yeah. It's just not... <laughs> Why? What does what the baby really yeah. do? Oh, you're going to comment on our parenting right now? <laughs> yeah. Yes, <laughs> I am. You feed it... You, you clean up its duty. Yeah, I don't want to do that. It's no big deal. Yeah. yeah you can hose wanna, it off. I don't want to nurture it. <laughs> hose it off once in a while. Hold it up. Just hose it off. Nurturing's worse. Hold it up by one yeah. leg. And, uh... <laughs> let's take it out in the backyard and just yeah. hose it off. I'd rather leave the baby in the non-existent ether, you know? Mm. <laughs> see. Where you've been leaving all your millions of babies about <laughs> twice a day for yeah. the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my emotions. <laughs> yeah. So that's what you call your tube sock? Yeah, yeah in, in your hamper. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the baby ether. JP's tube sock. Oh, God. All right, on tonight's program, we're going to be talking about Japanese craft beer as soon as we're done with babies. Um, we've got uh, a brewery from Japan on. Uh, Kodo Beer Company is going to be on with us. Also, we've got the publisher of Japan Beer Times, and that's Rye Belleville. Uh, sorry, Rye Bevel. He's going to be sitting in the studio with us, and we're going to learn all about uh, Japanese beer, the, the craft beer scene, of course, not just any Japanese beer. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting uh, topic with us, as a matter of fact. We're going to drink some Japanese uh, beer, too. Oh, they sent oh, some, too? Yes, they did. We got some Kodo beer with us. And uh, I think we're going to find that it's that we kind of got it made out here in terms of brewing, you know, getting ingredients and, and making it easy to, to make good beer. And, and my guess is that we're going to find out in Japan it's a little more difficult. Yet, they're into craft beer. 
So enough to have a magazine about it and a couple breweries going on. In fact, we interviewed uh, a Japanese brewer a few a, a few years back at the Firestone Beer Festival. Right? Yeah, that was Masafumi Morita from Yoho. He had great beer as well. Great beer. And uh, so uh, we're going to learn more about Japanese beer tonight on the program, which I'm excited about. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, More Beer, who, who's brought you this program and every session that we do. Uh, great guys over at morebeer.com. You can check them out. Also, they're giving away a trip to the uh, National Homebrewers Conference. Now, uh, I think that the deadline was up. You had to have entered already by April 15th, by, by tax day. But I just wanted to mention again that the good people over at More Beer are so good that they were giving away a trip for two to NHC. Yeah. So I'm curious to find out who that winner is. I'll talk to more beer this week because we're also giving them two VIP tickets to our BNA 10 White Labs 20 event. That's a big deal. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Two VIP tickets, which is like, you know, you get to touch JP's tube sock. um, (laughs) You get lucky. You get to jump in the ether. You get to to reach your hand into the ether. (laughs) Oh, can you imagine? We're going to line up five socks, all right? One of them <laughs> is JP's Ether Socks. The other four are clean. Hey, I might uh, I might start a line called Ether Socks. You never know. <laughs> yeah, I think you should. It wicks away moisture. <laughs> like like nothing else. Right. Special lining. Yeah. <laughs> right. Maybe you ought to it's do Lined with spermicide. I think that a subsidiary of Covier's could be Covcocks or something. Like, you have to do this, like, special lining socks. Yeah, let's make them a little bit. Cub socks. Sorry, I'll, let's clean it up a little bit. Yes. Cub socks. Oh, it worked uh, better the first way. A, spe- <laughs> a special lining. I'm just it's a it's just a division. I don't know. Yeah, think no, about it. Don't don't they say it yet? Dude. I'm already registering. It. Okay, yeah. Good. yeah. Uh, already right. twelve sales. It's great. Okay, we have a drunk of the week number. If you haven't heard about it, a lot of people calling in on it. That's that's fun. Eight five five win d o t w. Eight five five win drunk of the week. That's how we take your drunk of the week calls. You can still call at the end of the show, and if you sound funny and fun, we'll take that phone call too. But uh, throughout the week, you don't have to wait. You know, for Monday if you're. If you're feeling good on a Tuesday night, for example, call in <laughs> 855-WIN-DOTW. Uh, our BNA 10 uh, party, it's our 10th anniversary. I, I can't believe it. Very surprised we've made it. Absolutely. Uh, we're doing it in <laughs> San Diego. It is... Do you, think, do you think any other founders or CEOs talk that way? Like <laughs> Meg Whitman back when she was in charge of Hewlett Packard, like, well, we're still making computers. <laughs> Much to my surprise. I'll tell, you the, you. I'll tell you the problem is that they think it, they just don't say uh, it. Right. They all think like, God, everybody's faking it out there. Who would have thought? Uh, yeah. But they just, they just go, oh, no, well, well you know, I went to... I went to Stanford, and I know what I'm doing. Uh, but they're all in their head. They're all thinking, what the fuck? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know how to do the next thing, and I hope it works out. Fake well, it till you make it. That, yes. yes. But I will I will. Like dis- Beardy with his new gig. Yeah, right, yeah. He has no idea what he's doing. I will yeah. disagree that, that they don't know what they're doing, or they don't, uh, they're don't. they surprised that they're making money because they actually have something to show for their success. Oh, I see, yeah. Right. So yeah. we're here, huh. we're like limping along, and it's... Uh, well, we're. I'm Still surprised here. we're not yeah. under. Is really what it is. I'm not surprised at the level of our success, but at the the fact that we haven't gone under yet. Just gone under. Entirely. But if we all drove Teslas, nobody would be surprised that we're still here because clearly, <laughs> clearly right. that means something, right? Yeah. I mean, my Tesla's in the shop. <laughs> it's, okay, good. Yeah. Oh. It's, it'll be delivered next. Which year. one? All of them? That's just All of the shops. <laughs> all the, the Teslas. Teslas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just the Roadster. It's the oldest one. Right. Yeah. All of the Teslas are in all of the shops. 
Um, anyhow, it's uh, go to bna10.com for information. I do think we're going to be posting uh, tickets within the next week or so. Of course, if you're a, awesome. a member of the BN Army, which is a recurring donor in the BN Army, uh, just by clicking that donate button on the homepage, then you're going to get first dibs. We will send you information and give you a ticket window before everybody else, which means you have first dibs at VIP tickets, which always sell out, and then first dibs at the rest of the tickets, too, which sometimes sell out. Now, we got a pretty big venue this year but um if you want vip tickets sign up to be a recurring donor now because we will check the list beforehand you don't have to have been a recurring donor for for 10 years uh we will check the list of people who are there and uh make sure you get the email so uh, go sign up right now uh, to be a donor in the bn army that also enters you for a chance to win 100 bucks over to more beer a hundred dollar gift certificate we do that every month and uh we send you an email if you win so if you haven't gotten an email you you, you know you didn't win you're not a winner but uh a lot of people win you know yeah, they, well guaranteed one month. 12 a year <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's, uh, I wonder if we just break it up and do two fifty dollars gifts. So you're saying 120 people have won. Should, uh, t- total. Total. Yeah. Yes. Wow. It's a lot, right? Yeah. Do the math on that. I can't. I Me mean, neither. I think you just did. I just did. did. I yeah, think it's I think. But how much? That's worth, what, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000? Easily. <laughs> Close, yeah. yeah. I think so. Ballpark. It's a lot. Yeah. See, it's worth those, a Tesla. Those more beer guys yeah. are nice. Yeah. They could have bought a Tesla. Instead, they gave you gift certificates. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Also, you can support us by doing your Amazon shopping. Just hit the Amazon link right there on our homepage. It's easy to do. Then you just shop as normal, and, and you don't even know we're there. Uh, although we do get a report of what oh, you've bought. We're there. Uh, so we know you're there. We yeah. Know, yeah. We don't know who you are, but right. we know what you are. <laughs> uh, so, what are we this week? What are we this right. week? Pascal? Well, actually, I, this is one week where I do really want to know who it was, because it's a, it's a CMDC Men's Business Italian Style Three-Piece Suit. Oh. It's it's imported from Italy, so it's like, you know, it'll take a couple weeks to get there. And one of the bullet points is, we have a custom service at no additional charge. Please give me email through Amazon. So the Italian owner of this company must have done that through Google Translate. He's, right. He's, I guess he's saying, I'll custom tailor your suit. The amazing thing is, this was $87.50. Wow, you're kidding. No amazing. So, and we cut, you know, 8% of it for $7 payday. Nice. So thanks for that. But if Thank you're you. the person who bought this, can you please email me at scott at the brewing network.com and let me know the story because I need a suit. Wow. A three-piece suit. Is it yeah, all 80 bucks. Italian suit. Is custom that, tailored. Was it that light good. gray color also or... Do we know? The one in the picture yeah. here? I, I don't I don't know. I oh, guess. Okay. Key, you can't get a quality handmade suit for $87. It doesn't say, make any sense, you right? Can't. You can't. On Amazon, What's you can't. What's the return yeah. policy? I guarantee you it's made in <laughs> yeah. Let's just get one. Because I, I looked at that. So there's there's uh, you know certain uh, folks that will come into town from Hong Kong, and you can book appointments, and then they'll come over on the West Coast for like three weeks and be in a different city. and then they go back and make the thing and come back. And that's a grand. Yeah. I can't imagine you just send your stuff in. And then you get a suit for under a hundred dollars. I mean, something about this isn't. Maybe it's like uh, for for like dollhouse furniture, like it's for a little <laughs> a doll little or something. Suit. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Must but, be four inches. By tall the way, I don't trust advantage. Italian tailors anyway. I only what go are, to Chinese tailors. I don't trust Italians. <laughs> what, um, what are the sizes? Can I get like a you know? What are the reviews? Uh, are there reviews? There are none. No, it's be the first to review this item. So none yet. Uh, and it uh, C listed uh, U.S. sizes. So here's the, si- the sizing chart. Oh, what I mean, Amazon vets their their customers though. Forty eight. We go, we can, but yeah. what we can take away is that the BN listener goes to Amazon for their fine tailored clothes. 
I guess. Instead of going to like a men's warehouse or a Macy's. Well, for eighty-seven fifty, can you blame him? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy probably was like, "Fuck it, I'll throw, throw hundred bucks at this thing and see right, what happens." Right. Exactly. What the worst exactly. can happen? Yeah. I mean, it could either be terrible we, or it could be amazing. We could open up a suit store with that kind of price. Yeah. Just really. resell it. Exactly. And We're in if the wrong it's business. terrible, you could probably sell it on Craigslist yeah. for like half of what you paid. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I'm, the way I'm, you think, Beef. I'm very serious. If you're Sometimes. the person who bought this, please email me yeah, and, and let us know the story. How it turned out. Yeah. Yeah. Do a photo shoot, if you will. Send us images yeah. of you oh, and yeah. your new yeah. Italian suit. Yeah. Do you dress to the right or the left? <laughs> it, that's a that's a nut question, right? That's yeah. a wiener question. It's a wiener question? I think it's both. I, wh- where did that come from? I've, I've heard it. I, but I, yeah, it's it's every, I think it's just a it's, common It's thing. everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. What does it mean? Know. It means which side do you hang on? Which side do you fall on? Oh. Like oh. when you were, but I think it's more like seventies, eighties because these days nobody wears pants tight. Right. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's not true. Matters. That's not true. Hipsters are everywhere. Um, we've got one working for us right here, and yeah, I'm sure his pants are tight enough. <laughs> hipsters don't have enough to show. I guess I don't know. Is that what it, they I've, tight I pants know, but man. no junk? I don't know. Can't you just tuck it to whichever side junk. you want? Junk is cool. Yeah. We don't like it. I was born <laughs> with it, but I don't care. But I don't need it. <laughs> Took it away. Yeah. Yeah, they're choking it off in their skinny jeans. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be. Anyway. Uh, all right. talking about? What's wrong with us? Get all these updates and more over on Twitter. Facebook! And, <clears throat> and then send your show ideas to... Facebook! Scott the Jew. That's Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send feedback... Facebook. To feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com, <laughs> and then we'll read it on the air if it's, um, if it's nice enough or yeah. not nice enough. Or if it's quality. If, we, if we decide <laughs> to. I don't know what the criteria is anymore. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't feels think like we have it. standards. Yeah. Uh, all right. It's time to taste some beer. Hey, finally. Whoa. How about that right here in the first segment? Uh, we got some beer sent to us from Marto Brewing. Uh, Eric Martin sent it to us. Uh, what's the deal with this beer, Moscow? Uh, well, he initially talked to Jay and myself on the Sour Hour and sent us a couple of his uh, sour creations. One's a, uh, a Brett Saison, a Tarte Saison. The other one's a uh, Raspberry Sour. And uh, Eric is uh, his name, Eric Martin, and he's trying to uh, go pro with some of his um, commercial quality homebrew. And which, which one's is, the raspberry? Uh, the red one. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me what you think. you're being facetious. But. Yeah, I thought so, too. No, I haven't tasted them yet. I was just, you know, we'll see. Uh, both of them are uh, oh, fantastic. The raspberry aroma is incredible. Yeah, we, Jay and I tasted uh, his beer as well, and uh, it was really just awesome. Mm. You can see why this guy wants to uh, go pro. It's pro-quality beer. So we just want to talk to him for a couple of minutes and get his uh, process on these beers so you can create a beer of this quality yourself by following his techniques, and then uh, we'll help him uh, go pro if we can. So Eric is pre-pro yes. right now, and he's, when he sent you this— uh, so he's he, proto-pro. He, this was his homebrew that he sent in the Sour Hour? Yes. Okay, got it. Yeah, you can tell by the uh, the label that it's, um, I mean, maybe that's like super hipster handwritten. That's just a hipster label, label, I think, with the, with the green marker on white, on right. white Avery label. Yeah. If it was blue marker, it'd be totally different. So you Eric actually brought some beer from your house? To the show? Uh, no, <laughs> no. I no, it's been it, in this cold box oh, okay. the whole time. So it never went to your house. Oh, no, okay. otherwise right. it would be the commercial beer. On the other hand, made it to. What about right. the other? Right. What about the two other bottles you sent you? What happened to that? Right. Like six other ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eric, welcome to the program. Hey, good to be with you guys again. Yay! Thanks for being with us. We're liking your hipster logo, uh, your labels. Yeah, man. Don't change a thing if you know for the commercial ones. Yeah, it's real eye catcher. <laughs> oh, yeah, pretty sweet. Handwritten <laughs> <And> labels. <laughs> All right, so let's start with the, did you say Brett Saison, Moscow? Uh, tell us a little bit about this beer, Eric. It's fantastic. Yes, yeah, so that's a, a traditional style Saison. I 
hopped it pretty high, uh, kind of traditional style, and I threw uh, lactobacillus bacteria and a mix of Saison cultures and my Brett mix in there. And uh, the IBU is kind of counterbalanced that uh, tartness to make it so it's not sour but still tart, kind of going for a traditional Saison style. So. Yeah, I think you're closer to a traditional Saison style than, than, a, than a sour style, that's for sure. Um, I wouldn't have guessed lacto. Uh, there's a little bit of, of uh, tart's not the right word, but... Um, it's breadiness. I guess I, just lactic is mm-hmm. what I'm looking at. That, that kind of sharp acidity is what yeah, I'm acidity, talking about. Yeah. There's a little bit of sharp acidity, but not really? much. I would, I would still, you know, you could have told me it's just a Saison. I'd have believed that. Um, very bitter. Yeah, I would have guessed Brett was in there, but yeah. I wouldn't have guessed lacto was also added. Yeah. Did you add everything at the same time, or did you stagger the pitches? No, all at the same time. I pitched uh, two Saison strains, uh, two Brett strains, just Trois, and then one that I cultured myself, and then just a Lactobacillus uh, Delbrucii. And I also dry hopped it really lightly with a new hop called Urillo. Uh, it kind of has a little bit of a citrus character to it but not real strong so yeah, yeah. are you are you flipping through paper notes there eric just yep sure just uh see? move my notes around here yeah there's a good brewer here <laughs> making sure you get it right eric uh, describe the fermentation to me on this beer was it pretty quick with uh, those two saisons working yeah it kicked off right away it it was probably you know finishing to where it was just down to you know bubbling airlock probably every 20 seconds after within three weeks and then mm-hmm. I let it condition for about four months before I actually moved to the keg and then I bottled it. So, And how long has it been in the bottle? Like, uh, about the bottle. a month. Yeah. I did not bottle condition it. I force carbonated it uh-huh. and then just moved it right to the bottle that way. So, Do you think the beer has changed since it's been in the bottle? Have you tried like, to see what a it's little bit. I, Just a little bit. I think it seems... A little more lacto coming through. It seems like the dry hops kind of fell off, but yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to see what those dry hops will do with time, you know, with those hop glycosides, the new yeah. research and that kind of stuff, and yeah. listening to, uh, you know, the new research and that coming out. It's kind of fun to uh, watch the beer evolve, so looking forward yeah. to that kind of stuff. Well, the bitterness will drop out like it does in all uh, hobby beers, which is going to be a good thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I mean, you know, maybe it's a it's it's slightly bitter for a saison, but it's not a bitter beer. No, is no, it? no, not yeah. at all. No, no, it's not. Well, I like I, it. I think it's very nice. I, and yeah. then, of course, the Brett's got a lot of a lot to grow still too. And I, I wonder if well, in the bottle that will still. I wonder how much the Brett will still because saisons ferment really dry, and so that's why I, I like wonder. It. I like. Yeah, I like how much there's going to be left for the. Yeah, Brett but Brett will eat yeah. any like Brett eats wood. Like well, right, but, but so. well, there are saison strains that will ferment down to pretty much where Brett. Oh, I it see. Terminates also, so it's kind of a race. I actually like. My I like I the Brett character of this as it is now, just where it is. Yeah. So for me, it's too. It's it, way fresh. too bitter. Okay. Be- because I'm balancing that bitterness with the that that farmhouse uh, portion of that Brett and the nice saison mm-hmm. yeast characteristics and the spiciness and the bitter. For me, it's it's too much, but. So you want those hops to drop out, which they totally. will do also. Yes, the and bitterness then, yeah. will, will 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 drop, in, but the the downside for me anyway is that that, that Brett character will come up, hmm. um, and I don't know if uh, I mean it'll it'll probably be great. I mean this is a, a great 
start. It, uh, yeah. So I'm not trying to like. I kind of want both. I this, like it like this, and then I want it how you're talking about it too. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like <laughs> the, the Brett character now this early is phenomenal. It's just I guess right, is the yeah. point I'm trying to make. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I think fresh would be interesting too when the the Gorillo yeah. is still coming through. Yeah. And you get the actual kind of dry hop freshness coming through because now it's kind of just got a little bit of a lingering bitterness yeah. contribution. But did we uh, get the age of the spear? It, a month in the bottle. A month. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was a month in the bottle. It was in the carboy for about four months before I bottled it. It, uh, like I said, you know, what I primary fermented it with the bread. Also, it's not real strong bread character that's coming through with it. But you know, like you guys said, as it sits in the bottle for a while. It'll be fun just to watch it evolve and watch that Brett character come up. You know, something be fun to do is put the same beer in a Chardonnay barrel for, you know, six months to a year and yeah. watch it evolve. be really fun, I think. How long have you been homebrewing? About six, six years, six, seven years, something like that. Okay. Good for you. You're doing well. So tell us about Marto Brewing. You're looking to open a commercial brewery and you have a Kickstarter campaign open? Yeah, if you go to martobrewing.com, it'll just go right to the Kickstarter. I'm sorry, the Indiegogo campaign. Indiegogo, okay, yeah. It'll go there right from martobrewing.com. It'll take you right there. Uh, you know, we're looking to increase our cellar capacity. Uh, we are located in western Iowa. Uh, the beer culture here is growing, but there's hardly any breweries in this area. Uh, I'm pretty good friends with some craft beer bar owners, and they're seeing uh, – the growth of craft beer really taking off in western Iowa and northwest Iowa. You know, to get sour beer and all these different, you know, barrel-aged beers, they're having a great response from the public and a good turnout. You know, we'll produce classic styles also, but I really think that in this area, sour beer and barrel-aged styles and that kind of stuff, and the IPAs, of course, growing like crazy is going to get some attention in this area and make western Iowa being a craft beer map, so yeah, I like your attitude. Just go straight for the for the crazy stuff, for the sour beer, and yeah. skip over yeah. that like learning curve hump because <laughs> sour beer is so unique that that I I genuinely think that you can turn people on to beer with it. Uh, not everybody, of course, oh, yeah. but that's the same with 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 hoppy beer and everything else. You're not going to turn on everybody, but it's really something unique that people will talk about and. And then a bunch of people will just love it, yeah. especially yeah. those who thought they didn't like beer. Well, I think you have a, you have a difference uh, with with the way you know some homebrewers turning crafters are are looking at beer with sourness. You either have sour beer like a lambic, or you have beer with sour notes in it, like yeah, this yeah. Saison, not yeah. this, but uh, it's, it's not like a Brett or uh, you know a, a tart beer uh, where it's more beer focused than super acidity focused. Right, but it's not great. Sorry, go but, ahead. Uh, yeah, for the most part, all like I said, majority of production would be you know, classic styles. But uh, I think that putting a few of these out in this area is going to draw attention to our brewery and area. Plus, change of minds. I served this the raspberry sour, which you guys have there also at a tasting about two weeks ago in Sioux City, Iowa, at a pretty good sized craft beer bar, and people were going crazy for it. They were it was really good reception, and I bet. Whenever they get sour beer on tap there, it's gone fast. So and <laughs> they can't get any there right now. So they're excited to have uh, sour beer on tap there when I can get it to them. So. so tell us about that beer. It's in our glass as well. It's yeah. a fantastic beer. Yeah, Boy. love it. Yeah, that's that's probably close to about a been bottle for at least six to eight months, I'd say. I have to check my notes again. But 
It's uh, brewed with Pilsner malt and a mix of different high-protein malts, uh, spelt wheat, and some oats. And uh, about three months before I bottled it, I added uh, uh, raspberries. It was a concentrate raspberry puree and let that condition for about three months, and I bottled it from there. Well, you're doing a good job of keeping them clean. You're not letting oxygen in there, as far as I can tell, um, which is, yeah. I don't know, that's always the yeah. first thing I look for in a sour beer, to be honest with you, yeah, because yeah. It's, it's so easy that, that they go from from great to, to just awful overnight with that cardboard flavor, and uh, it's an, it's just a note that it's really easy to pick up on for almost anybody. Yeah. Um, I mean, if And these are nice and clean. Yeah, if you're... You know, trying to pick nits on the on the raspberry one, I would say that it maybe needs a little more sweetness. It's very, it's a, a little over acidic, mm. I mm. think. Um, and it, I, I think it needs a little more malt to balance it, maybe a little more body because it's kind of thin, also. But uh, I would I would just sit and drink pints of this. And that, maybe yeah. that's what I like about it is all that the uh, it's very light. the dryness and the lightness. I would mm-hmm. sit and drink pints of it. <laughs> yeah. This is not what I want in a ten ounce glass. I want it in a pint. Yeah, yeah but you fuckers here probably give me eight ounces of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then charge you double. Right. Yeah, it's a really uh, obviously it's pretty dry beer, so it you know brings it back wanting more of it. And I'm a fan of a, a drier beer, you know for. It's almost like a saison, like farmhouse style. That is, you know, the base was on that, and that's, you know, kind of plays to that same style. Also, fruited, you know, but it got pretty sour once I added those raspberries in there. And I bet, yeah, you know, that's just a single batch I made there. You know, it'd be fun to be able to blend. Oh, so it's unblended know, too. Together. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just one single. Uh, brew i did with that there so have you have you used this base beer with other fruit other than raspberries uh i have a similar base beer that very close to that that's a raspberry sour that i was kind of sipping on right i'm sorry uh, apricot sour i'm sipping on right now that's really good and has a lot more mouthfeel than what that beer does so it's wasn't ready to send out to you guys yet but (laughs) Maybe in the future I'll send it out to you guys. So please do keep them coming. I I will say, and and these are some of the comments I think JP was talking about too. When you have beer to blend, that's just going to change your whole game. Oh yeah, because that's what you'll do. You, you know, you'll. I, I think that this beer is fermented really well, and then you'll take a couple of notes and you go, all right, I wish it just had this and a little of that, and you blend that in. Uh, so I think you're wow. You got a you got a bright future ahead of you. Yeah, you're off to a good start. For a single for sure. barrel, this is really good. Isn't that nice? I, yeah. I mean, I like the amount of kind of Pilsner malt bready character. Like it, it's it's very kind of subtle in this this bottle, but it's there, and it makes me think of kind of like just like a tart cherry pie, which is awesome. Yeah, or a raspberry pie. Raspberry sorry. pie. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I really like, like the Pilsner malt because I was going for raspberry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is yeah. the best cherry sour <laughs> I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, folks. You can go. Is it martobrewing.com? Yep, yep. martobrewing.com, or we got Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, all the social media stuff, but M-A-R-T-O brewing.com, and that'll take you right to the Indiegogo campaign, kind of have a little gallery on there and information about the brewery, so. 
All right, so go to martobrewing.com, and, and certainly you Iowa listeners out there, I know we have uh, quite a few, uh, support Marto Brewing. You're going to get some uh, – I'm vouching for this beer right now. You're going to get some nice sour beer in your neighborhood uh, if if they make it uh, to where they need to be to open up. And, uh, hey, the rest of the country support, too, if you got a, a couple bucks because it doesn't hurt to have more yeah. good sour beer on the market as far right. as I'm concerned. Yeah, anyway. yeah we're really close to uh, Nebraska and not too far from Omaha, Nebraska either. That's where I – a lot of home brewing competitions in years past, so we're not too far from there. So good, uh, people from up there can enjoy it too. So, are you close to Hawaii? Because I, I would support <laughs> you if you're. It's, I think it's a little far, but uh, I don't know. No, okay. not quite. <laughs> Marktobrewing.com, everybody, go check it out. It's uh, this is really great beer. And then I guess you could listen uh, to Eric on one of the sour hours as well, right? Yeah, the last uh, I think episode nine, the last one we did. Uh, there's uh, Jay and I doing a little more dissection of his uh, his process. Cool. Um, but yeah, I was as I was saying on the sour hour, you know, if uh, everyone who was listening to this show donated a buck, uh, he would uh, fly by his goal and be able to do all his uh, floor trenching and perhaps uh, maybe a, a distribution footprint all the way to Hawaii. You yeah. know, you never know, yeah. but, uh, you know, <laughs> where I'll be living next week, help a fellow brewer out and uh, help a guy who really knows what he's doing, realize his dreams. And then you get some good sour beer out of it. Yeah, I want more of it. All right, Eric. Thanks, man. And thanks for sending the beer in. You bet. Thanks. Have a good one. Thanks. Cheers, cheers brother. Take care. You bet. Yeah. This is good stuff. Yeah. Oh, boy. You got more in that, more of the, yeah, uh, sure do. Of the raspberry? Yep. They're both good, but the raspberry I really like. And yeah. uh, it's weird because I, I agree with you, JP, that, uh, that it could use some body. It could use, it could use all of the characters really? you mentioned. However, mm-hmm. I love it just as it is, too. Sure. Maybe yeah. I'm just a little too yeah. fickle, but I, I could drink a pint of it just like this. Yeah. And then I also would enjoy a little body, a little tart, a yeah. little more, sa- a well, little like more said, raspberry, if, everything. If you want to find something wrong with it, mm-hmm. that's the only fault I can find with it. Is that for me, <laughs> there's not enough. There's not enough of this. Of, of, I, I, it could use a little a little bit more body because I think it would help balance out that, that, over, that super acid the acid yeah. quality of it yeah, and highlight bit, yeah. the fruit a little bit more yeah uh, you know and, and you can take that with uh with a yeast strain that uh, produces kind of more fruity esters and you can i think complement the fruit a lot better yeah um, than just doing it straight saison with uh you know with and have it ferment out to kind of a lighter a lighter body what do you think about this i'm asking tasty uh, all you guys just as it is it's almost a Berliner Weitz that's had the syrup added so that you get yeah. – so it's a super it's light, kind of dry, like yeah. low-alcohol beer that mm-hmm. they add the syrup just to give you a little something. Mm-hmm. And then if you did – if you did, if you changed it, if you changed the body, then Strong it would become more like a lambic or, or something. I, I like get some of the raspberry the tannins, which you would get from the puree and not necessarily from the syrup. Okay. So, yeah. Which I like. I think the tannins help build the body a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe he could even just do like a, a tannin adjustment where he adds some tannins. I don't know. I think you need a sweetness. Um, I think you need a little bit, a little bit of malt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know if that's possible. Blending. The bugs that are or you know, in there. Or you, you get an unfermentable. I think you keep a perceived sweetness. Well, well, what is that? How do you, what, do you, what do you do by process or recipe to add body to a sour? Crystal malt? I think blend. Munich malt? No, I think you can you only use add complexity, I could say, by blending. Which I think would give perception of more background. Yeah. But to actually brew it in there. Yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, the you bugs may need all the dextrins, all the body that's you know, right. going to eat it. You may not eat it. Yeah, that's a good point. Unless you stop the, you kill them. Some, Which is just mean. Is. I think that's but terrible. Yeah, the sweet sour beer is just kind of like, you know, 
Yeah. Well, sweet sour beer is very different than a beer with a little bit more sweetness. Yeah. Which big difference? Which to me, I think again is like a perceived uh, sweetness. Sorry, you got to stop live stream. You got the Q and A show playing over there. Uh, oh, damn it! Lots of good questions to the. Well, I was going to make the first part of the show off. A little you, streaming problem. You dick. There wow. you Come back from Hawaii, and this is what happens. I shouldn't have come back. <laughs> yeah. No, you JP, you never would have done that. Uh, well, no, and, I put it on pause. Uh, and then I, yeah. But see, it's fine. I think the show is better off without me, guys. I'm gonna. <laughs> I think this is my last. This show. is it. <laughs> this is yeah. it. Uh, it's my last hurrah, and then I think you know, JP. I've been grooming you all these years. <laughs> He's certainly yeah. on the top of his. You're gonna quit. Year. You're gonna quit yeah. a month before a ten year anniversary. Yeah. Do I look yeah. like someone who's been groomed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a rookie mistake. Who does that after 10 years? I've oh, never yeah. done that. Yeah, you lost interest. Yeah. In and I can I can hear people yelling at their uh, iPhone with their Airbus 2 because I totally just derailed this awesome conversation about process. People oh, yeah. were learning a lot, and then I had to pipe up with the uh, No, it's a good call, though. What it means producer. the show will get sorry, edited in time because now I have to splice. Uh, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. All right. Uh, more importantly, before we take a quick break here, let me, uh, you know, something we haven't talked about in a little while on this program, uh, maybe since uh, our good friend Tasty over here has was a big part of it. And it, maybe there were some other uh, BN listeners, too. But uh, the Sam Adams long shot competition yes. is upon us once again. Right. So speaking of going pro, you know, some of the, the winners from uh, the Sam Adams long shot have gone pro, in fact. Yeah. Uh, what a great experience. It's uh, Sam Adams is hosting uh, their annual long shot American homebrew competition which recognizes the top homebrewers across the country. And this year, they're doing an East versus West competition. So the Mississippi, I guess, is the dividing line. And uh, they're competing people East and, and West of the Mississippi against each other. Good thing we're not judging. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know who would win that. Yeah. Uh, to learn more all about the Sam Adams Long Shot Competition, you can go and enter to win. Uh, just uh, visit SamuelAdams.com slash Longshot. SamuelAdams.com slash Longshot. Of course, you can probably Google all this and find it pretty easily, too. Um, the homebrew submission window is May 1st to May 16th. So either brew something that you have right now. Bruce Strong is playing. Someone just called Bebo and told her she was on the phone when I said it. It's late, though, right? Like, it's done now. Oh, it's It's done. done. I'm sorry. Right. So either brew something right now or pick the best thing you got in your cellar there and uh, submit it because you only have uh, a little window here, May 1st to, to May 16th. And, uh, of course, Tasty won the, the long shot one yeah, year. Yeah, what an honor that was. Jesus. Got to ride it out for two years. That was ah! cool. Yeah, I got, I got flown there and shown, picked up at the airport and all that stuff twice. I, st- I still think you planned it that way. I feel like you <laughs> called the hop. You know, you had a couple connections. I feel like you called the hop growers and you go, hey, what are all the things I can put in my beer that Sam Adams won't be able to get next year when they pick me as the yeah. winner? He was talking to Nico, <laughs> getting the inside track. Mm-hmm. Martha yeah. Stewart went to jail, jail for that. Come on. Did you? <laughs> Is that inside trading uh, in sure, craft beer? Really, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> now, they give you a huge, uh, in addition to all the uh, honors the, and JBF, they give you a huge chunk of change, five grand. Now, I don't know if you ever remember Tasty saying, this or if you were bullshitting me last week, but Tasty says he never cashed the check. No, no, he, he has a canceled check. Oh, all okay. Right, all right. I took a picture of it. You know. Yeah. Okay, because <laughs> I was going to say I'm last calling week, bullshit like, on that. I didn't need it. It, it was, was just modern the honor. printers. Now I should try to run it through again. You know? Your money's safest <laughs> under the mattress. They would never notice. Yeah, 
it's like, a rounding error. Yeah. <laughs> Electronic uh, deposit. Yeah. That's a lot of uh, a lot of hash. <laughs> that's right. If ever yeah. there was a competition, a homebrew competition to enter, this is the one. It's so cool because you get to go to uh, different tastings. Like you get to go to uh, tastings in your region when it's uh, like when they display it to the public. Yeah, that's right. Uh, this is in addition to all the awards that they uh, and and bonuses that they mention on the website. You get a lot of other special treatment. Like I remember. Um, Alex Drobshoff, another local. Did he win it? He won the year after me. He won the year after you. And I remember getting to go to an event in San Francisco where they poured several long shot beers, and Alex got to got to pour there, and uh, you were there, tasty. And so you get they really roll out the carpet for you, and of course they put the beer in a, a 12 pack. I think, right? Yeah, yeah. You're in, in every. Like, it's distributed in every state. Nice. So you don't have to send it. Imagine to the, that. You have to send it to your relatives. They just go out and buy it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're, uh, they're, they're like, hey, just yeah. buy it. Yeah, uh, buy it. I got to send that shit. What do you want from me? Look at this. I pull, I just uh, googled him to see what kind of beer it was, and uh, the first hit was. Uh, uh, Sam Adams long shot winner Alex Dropshoff. I don't know who this dude is, unlike Mike McDole. But, but Lori knows. <laughs> everybody knows <laughs> that's on Google. Written by Mike McDole. Yeah. <laughs> well, Alex didn't hand out cookies when he was, you know, with I his guess beers, not. So. I got to teach Alex how to do this. Yeah, it's a, there's a whole method to Tazy's madness. Yeah, yeah. All right, please go check it out at uh, SamuelAdams.com/slash/longshot and enter, guys. I'd love to see some BNers uh, yeah, be yeah. the next because we've we've had a good run with long shots. Our resumes, yeah. Uh, I'd like to see some more BNers in there, and well, you know, you know the, dominate yet another competition. Right. <laughs> Why not win everything all the time? Exactly. I am kind of an overachiever. Take over the world. We're, we're, we're still I'm, here. Ten when years. I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> That's my rule. I'm, I'm zero or or over less than zero. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Know. I mean, they're on vacation or suffering. Yeah. Either way, that sounds about right. Actually, that sounds <laughs> yeah. really close to. Accurate. That's why we're friends. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk craft beer in Japan. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to try some of their beer. Triple eight four zero one beer. If you want to give us a ring, also hang in there. It's the session, and we'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. The National Homebrew Conference is coming up this summer, and More Beer wants to send you. To celebrate 20 years of serving homebrewers, More Beer is giving away two full pass registrations to the 2015 National Homebrew Conference, June 10th through 13th. That's right, two full passes, full access to all the presentations, club night, and pro brewers night, two seats to the grand banquet and award ceremony, two one-year membership gift cards to the American Homebrewers Association, four-night stay at the beautiful town and country resort, round-trip air fair to and from the San Diego airport, two VIP passes to the Brewing Network's own anniversary party, a $250 prepaid Visa gift card for food and your other expenses, and dinner with the More Beer crew. Visit morebeer.com for all the details and to enter. You can enter once a day through April 15th, and the winner will be drawn on April 25th. If you've already purchased your registration to the event and seats to the Grand Banquet, those fees can be refunded. Enter today at morebeer.com. First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? 
21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and a home brewer's answer book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer whether for yourself or as a gift when you subscribe or resubscribe from the brewing network homepage, you directly support programs like this get a great magazine and support the brewing network subscribe to brew your own right from the brewing network.com hey my brewing brothers and sisters this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn the cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic beers near you, click on find some at hereticbrewing.com. Thanks for sticking with us. We got a lot to do tonight. I did want to let you know about the uh, Homebrew Yeast Workshop and webinar happening in San Diego. Our good friends over at White Labs are doing this during NHC. It's actually on the 10th, the day of our uh, party. So I think you can go to the Homebrew Yeast Workshop during the day and then come party with us at night. Go over to whitelabs.com right now and check it out. You can click on the education link. And if you uh, sign up early, you get a little discount. So make sure you sign up early. I think it's $150 
150 bucks only if you if you sign up early. And I think we can all agree that yeast is pretty much the most important thing you can yeah. uh, learn about in in home brewing. So you don't have to be going pro to do this. It's actually meant for home brewers. It's the Homebrew Yeast Workshop. There's space available, and you can sign up for the webinar too. So even if you're not going to the conference itself and, and to sit there in the room, they do a great job of uh, putting it on video and uh, all of the materials are displayed to you. You can see the, the speakers. You can see everything. They, it's a world-class yep. operation that they're doing over there. So go to whitelabs.com and check it out. It's the Homebrew Yeast Workshop. Beardy, you went to the one at CBC? I did. I went to the, the – there it was pro- focused on professional yeah. uh, kind of yeast management. But if, if this is on par with the professional one, it's definitely worth going. I would recommend it um, for anybody, all levels of homebrewing. Yeah. We've got a lot of stuff. They even cover – um, some bread and even some sour, funky stuff too. So it's not just sack yeast management. Also, beautiful. All right, so go check it out um, over at whitelabs.com. Yeah. And then, real quick, we had uh, Eric from Bakersfield called in. Uh, I guess his beer made it past the first round uh, oh. as a Brewing Network club member. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Eric, what's happening? Hey guys, how you doing? We're doing great. How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm totally stoked. I've been uh, brewing for uh, probably three, four years now. Uh, a friend of mine in town uh, told me about you guys, and I've been listening to the podcast from the very first day back in, what was it, 2005, and I uh, just learned a ton from you guys. And uh, on a whim, uh, this year I decided to uh, send in a couple beers for my first competition uh, the NHC and I had a Hellas that uh, won first place in San Diego and is making it through the final round. So I just wanted to thank you guys. I've wow. earned awesome. a tremendous amount from all of you. Dude, yeah. Hellas. Well, con- awesome. yeah, yeah, with the Hellas too. Congratulations. Yeah. And of course, thanks for uh, being part of the Brewing Network Club. That's cool too. Um, but that's awesome. So are you going to go to NHC? Yeah, you know, actually, I was planning on going anyways. I'm in Bakersfield. So the fact that it was going to be nearby. I thought, well, this is the opportunity to go. I was just planning on going and having a good time, hanging out at the BNA 10. Nice. Uh, but it turns out now I'm going to be a little nervous on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hang out with us on Saturday. And, I think he's uh, rooming with Beardy Saturday night. So. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> good. I don't have a room yeah. yet. Yeah. So. Well, he's nervous Great. about it. So. He's, ner- yeah. Yeah. he's not nervous about the award. Yeah, my wife no. Oh, oh that's the bed. No problem. <laughs> okay, good. Good. <laughs> All right, well, you're going to have a good time because it's a lot of fun when you've got a, a, a dog in the race or do whatever know? they say. I don't know. Is, that, do, is how, that a saying? How do you know? Uh, I don't know. It's <laughs> fun for me to watch other people have dogs in the race. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's what it yeah. is. Despite all of JT's bad jokes over the years, I still managed to learn something from you guys. So Hey, wait a minute. Excellent. See? He's all right, JP. <laughs> no. No. And the, and, no. And the sharks suck. Ah, there you go. All right, Eric, I'm going to let you go before it gets ugly, but I'm loving every bit, Eric. Cheers, man. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks a lot. All right, brother. Well, uh, uh, the Sharks do suck, but they are infinitesimally better than the uh, Bakersfield... Oh, what's their hockey? Oh, wait. I don't, yeah. <laughs> right. God, I, I might follow hockey if Bakersfield had a hockey team. Just just for the oddness of it. I would the go, Bakersfield... Oh. Yeah. Yeah. hammers and they yeah. just <laughs> knock you upside the head because san jose is known for its ice yeah right so that that makes sense it all is. right they have a frost warren <laughs> idiot they do. they do it's the high desert 
Yeah, that San doesn't Jose? just refer to the substance. No. Oh, sorry, I thought we were still talking no, about Bakersfield. They have a frost dip like once or twice. Uh, the you know the dew freezes on the yeah yeah you ordered off the menu at Dairy Queen right See? right yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a frost okay. too yeah okay all right let's get to our guests tonight uh, our in studio guest is Rye Bevel and he is the publisher of Japan Beer Times welcome Rye. Uh oh! Damn it! Try it again. Good evening, and thank you for having me. I'm still on vacation. Yeah. Strike two. I, I, I have to apologize. That's more mistakes than you made all year. <laughs> <laughs> you just take me out of the saddle for a week, and I'm no like, more vacation, uh, sir. Yeah, I know, right? Great. You'd rather me miserable, but hit the buttons or, right. Just do, yeah, yeah. Just lighter drugs next yeah. time. How about that? That's what it'll well, be. Well, because we know your level of psychosis, and two weeks in Hawaii isn't going to help. <laughs> That's true. Sure. Sure. Well, it, it helped for the four hours before the show. It's what it did, <laughs> and then. Uh, all right. So, Rye, here's what I'm going to do. Because, uh, of course, we've got our guest on from uh, Coeda. Coedo. Coedo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is why I'm about to pitch it to you this way. I'd like you to introduce our guest, because I'm just going to screw it up anyway, and you really know what you're doing. Uh, so you can get the name right, and you get the brewery right, and the region right, and the whole thing, so that we know who the, the Japan brewery is that we're talking to. Do you want him Because I'm just going to confuse people. Do you want him to sip your Koedo beer for you, too? <laughs> no. <laughs> that I'll do. your glass if you want. That I think I can handle. Okay. We'll see. I might dribble a little bit. Uh, so, right, who, who is our guest from Japan? It's Shige Haru Asagiri, but you can just call him Haru. That's, Haru. That's his popular name. He's He's a, you know, traveling around the world, and that's the name he goes by. Perfect. He's a charismatic guy that just likes Haru. Haru, welcome to yeah. the program. Hi. Haru Money. Hi. Hey, thanks for being here with us. I appreciate it. You aren't hungover this morning, are you, Haru? Are you hungover? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, good, good, good. He's, yeah, he's been traveling. Okay. It is Monday. Or so, it's, it's Tuesday so there. Haru is the president of Koedo uh, Brewery, which is in Saitama, just north of uh, Tokyo. Okay. Uh, it is one of Japan's largest and best craft breweries. Um, they have a, a really nice uh, domestic presence, but they're also exported to many countries overseas. Okay. Uh, and increasingly America. And how large is lar- one of the largest? What are we talking here? So this is where somebody's going to have to have their calculator out because... Do it in whatever the measurement is. Here. Uh, yeah, I got a calculator. Go I, ahead. Okay. So <laughs> most things are measured in kiloliters uh, over oh. there, their pr- okay. yearly production capacity. Haru, what's your uh, yearly production compas- uh, capacity, if you don't mind? Haru, um, yep. 1,000 kiloliters. Okay, 1,000 kiloliters is about what they're doing. So okay. that, that's, that's fairly large in Japan. To give you guys a, an idea of uh, breweries in Japan, you need to produce 60 kiloliters of beer a year to get a beer license. And then there's another one of six kiloliters of beer a year to get what's called a haposhu license, which just means beer with additives, so spice or sugar, okay. something like that. So that's roughly... 500 liters a month or 50 10 liter kegs i see yeah so they're they're big at a thousand thousand kiloliters a year okay i'm, I'm still waiting here with my calculator and bated breath to, yes. to what figure out to do here? somebody needs oh, a calculator just to determine what that is in what barrels. a thousand kiloliters is, is okay. in barrels. so i do one thousand eighty percent of uh, it's eighty percent of a thousand how many so 80 barrels yeah Okay. He said a thousand kiloliters. A thousand kiloliters. It's much larger. Right. Than, yeah. And uh, we will ten, get back to this math problem ten later. Right. Right. Yes. Which is ten hectoliters. Yes. Right. Haru, how long has the brewery been open? What What year? Actually, did you... we we started brewery in 1996. Oh wow! So we are one of the oldest microbreweries in Japan. What? How did you guys just discover uh, craft beer and decide to do it in Japan? 
Um, actually, our company bases in organic farming, so we did like to utilize the local valley to make beer. That's、okay. the first motivation to start the brewery. Beautiful. That's a good reason. It's a craft beer is a, a local,、uh, slowly made,、uh, locally grown.、Uh, all right, so that's your first motivation. But what about、mm-hmm. the? You, you still need kind of a market for it too. Did you feel like the the people needed some craft beer, or that that they would purchase it? At that time,、um, in Japan, microbrewing itself was prohibited by law. Ah.、Oh. And 1994, government deregulated the rule. And we are allowed to exist. That's the background of the brewery. Okay, got it. So,、um, just to follow up on that, 1994,、uh, there was a whole lot of deregulation going on in Japan and telecommunications, all kinds of things. You know, the Japanese economic bubble had burst, and they were trying to find ways to、uh, revamp the economy. So, deregulation was the answer, and it affected the alcohol industry.、Um, Previously, you had to make an enormous amount of beer to get a license, more than you know any microbrewery could make. It, this was industrial level, so they they changed that in 1994, so that if you made 60 kiloliters of beer a year, you'd get a license.、Um, so 1995 was when the first breweries went online. That when I think the first was Echigo Beer, which you know is exported to America. Okay. So 1995, the first ones. Finally, got their license and went online.、Uh, Coedo Beer started in 1996, so they were one of the early guys. Got it.、Mm-hmm. Was it because of a like a regime change, for lack of a better term? I know the economy you said was was、right. slowing down, but was there like a new、uh, you know prime minister, president, whatever that made those rule changes?、Um, Haru, who was the prime minister at the time that was in charge of the deregulation in 1994?、Um, at that time, Mr. Hosokawa. Oh, Hosokawa. So that was、yeah. interesting because he was the first. Um, what do you call it? Opposition prime minister.、Right. Uh, I guess the LDP、uh, had been in power for many decades, and so he was the first. So he might have been. Yeah, that was like the end of the Hirohito era, wasn't it? Like the early nineties. Yeah, but that that didn't really have so much effect on the politics.、Okay. It was more, I think, the change in the in the prime minister for a more、um, uh, you know just, open. Yeah, open、uh, hmm. economy. Okay,、mm-hmm. so a thousand kiloliters is about eight thousand barrels. Yeah, eighty five hundred. So that's generally considered fairly large for a craft brewery yeah, in Japan. Eight thousand five. That'd be fairly big here.、Mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised to hear、oh, that it's it. that large. I thought I it would be eight thousand five hundred. Factory is going to be about that number. Oh, it, in, in a year. He said. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so they're they're making a lot of beer. They're doing good. There are about seven or eight craft breweries in Japan that have roughly that capacity, and then after that, it's just a big. Uh, jump down simply because of the size of the brew house. So it's, it, it takes a pretty significant、um, investment in the in the equipment to get to that level of koido, and also you have to have the sales channel. So there's only about seven or eight at that level in Japan right now. Okay. So what was the craft beer scene like in '96? Were there people looking for that beer, or you had to introduce everyone to craft beer? I mean, so I actually were you making drinkers as much as you were selling. Beer? So I arrived in Japan in 1997, right after college. So this was when 
craft beer had, was just exploding. And it was kind of gimmicky. Um, at that time, it wasn't even called craft. It was called G-beer. And the G, uh, it means, uh, it can mean like area or local. So essentially local beer. And the media coined that term. Uh, and it seems like they appropriated it from jizake or, or local sake because that was popular. And they said, oh, wow, okay. so now people are making local beer. And so lots of breweries thought, well, if we just like use local products in our beer, everyone will drink it. And it wasn't always good beer, but that was the whole way it got started. So everyone was excited. There was lots of media enthusiasm about these new local products, this new local beer. <laughs> and so I was there in 1997, uh, just when it was getting kick, kicked off. But um, like I said, I mean, places didn't understand that quality was important. They thought they could just be local and th- dump some local product in. And so there was a big shakeout right around starting, you know, right around the time that I got there in 97, 98, you started to see places. Which isn't that buckle. different from here. No, by, it was by the very way. similar to America. Yeah. Were they, were they well, making light lagers? No, um, very different. Um, so it was a lot of beer with. Crazy additives. Not not everyone was doing that, but no, like I said, local fish. products. So. By additives, you mean different fruits or different fruits, vegetables? Okay. Vegetables, even. Yeah. So there was like a tomato beer, um, mm. but you know, and and there were some great breweries. Um, I, I know that contests don't mean every everything to everybody, but Echigo very early on won a World Beer Cup medal uh, for some of their beer. Sure. Um, so there were great beers, but it wasn't it wasn't lagers, uh, light lagers at least. It was mostly German style beers in the beginning. Oh yeah. Mm. We recently got. God, I wish I could remember. This. The name, but everyone knows I'm terrible at that. But we recently got contacted by a, a, a Japanese broadcasting agency for some of our footage from last year's uh, World Beer Cup um, and the Great American Beer Festival. For no, sorry, just the World Beer Cup mm-hmm. um, for a Japanese uh, uh, brewer who had won, and they were doing a whole uh, showcase on it on, on this news program, mm-hmm. and they just wanted some of the footage to see them up on stage uh, collecting their awards. Nice. Well, uh, how much did we charge for that? So that's so that's <laughs> how you gave went it to away. Hawaii. See, that's the problem. <laughs> no, that's how he went to. Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Charge 50 bucks. Well, Koeda won a, a silver medal uh, for their Indian Pale Lager, Chara, at uh, the last World Beer Cup. And they've previously won for their Beniaka, which is an interesting beer uh, that uses a, a sweet potato, which is one of the native, the native um, or the vegetables native to the, the brewery's area. Okay. Um, but usually there, there are quite a few Japanese craft breweries that, that do okay at, at the World Beer Cup. So, Haru, as we're learning about the Japanese beer culture, I'm, I'm, uh-huh. curi- I'm curious, do, do breweries work together in Japan like they do here to share ingredients and information and, and really help the whole scene? Oh, yeah. Brewers uh, started to share the information and share the uh, low materials. Yeah. Yeah, and the culture here in craft beer industry is quite supportive and friendly. Excellent. So that's craft beer all over the world. It is, indeed. Now, yeah, I think so. How about things <laughs> for consumers like beer festivals and special events like that? Is that something you're able to do? Yeah, there are many beer festivals recently. And a lot of people started to appreciate the varieties of the beer, especially from small guys like us. So the relationship uh, between consumers and breweries can be seen. Good. 
And this is really appreciated, and a lot of people started to enjoy craft beer culture. Yeah, festivals have been a, a, a key, key part of uh, craft beer growth in Same Japan. Same here, yeah. And, and, and actually, last I saw Haro, we were both hammered at a craft beer festival. <laughs> nice. Not far from where his brewery is, and it's a major one, yeah. Keiaki Hiroba Craft Beer Festival. Haro, do you know how many people come to that festival, the Keiaki Festival? It's a few. It's like tens of thousands. Yeah, that's wow. a local wow. one. Yeah. Wow. It's, really? it's massive. So it can't just be craft brewers um, there. It's an international beer fest, maybe? I mean, there are importers. So yeah, several okay. of the American craft beer importers and, and European craft beer importers there. But there are 200. Nearly, yeah, that, that is huge last year. Yeah. Um, so um, now, how many breweries are there in Japan? Um, it's only been about 20 years that so, craft breweries um, exist. Last count? 217 craft breweries, but now we're getting into some gray areas because Kirin and some of the industrial – well, Kirin recently opened uh, two microbreweries. And so there's a big debate about whether that is craft. But there's certainly – it's a microbrewery and they're mm-hmm. good. Um, but somewhere around 220. Now, it, it used to be much more. There was the shakeout in the late 90s, as I okay, said. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, yeah. Uh, it used to be well over 300. Okay. It's now down to about – 220, but it's rising now. There's a, a, a steady increase. Uh, we see, you know, a couple uh, new breweries, maybe two or three, open each month, and that's that pace is accelerating. In uh, an interesting trend, many of them are brewery or brewer owners, which is very typical in America. But previously, that wasn't the case in Japan. It's, it was companies that decided they wanted to get in for business reasons, or they had some kind of peripheral interest in the beer industry. Sure. But now we've got you know people who love beer. That want to open up a brewery, and they're entrepreneurs it. as well. Or yeah. home brewers. Yeah. Yeah. Is that because it's the first generation of home brewers? Now, home brewing is illegal in Japan. Mm-hmm. Over one percent. That doesn't mean that people don't do it. Um, so there are some home brewers among those. Those. So they're coming out from under a rock and then starting a brewery. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Very, that's mm-hmm. the case. Or they okay. just they worked previously at another brewery, or oh. they just. Uh, a lot of um, people from overseas who are married to a Japanese spouse that want to open up a brewery. We're mm. seeing a lot more of that. Okay. Or is that the, like people in the States who theoretically distill their own spirits? The homebrewing, yes. That's yeah. what it sounds like, <laughs> yeah. right? Home distilling. It's, everyone just turns the other cheek if you're yeah. homebrewing. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So like you can't, it has to be under 1% to legally homebrew in Japan. But 1% on, ABV. ABV. Yeah, so yeah. Who, who, okay. who homebrews under 1%, right? <laughs> I totally would. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Germans great. give that to kids. Right. It's right. 1%. Yeah. That explains so, a lot. There, there are homebrewers, just not a lot. You know, there's there's small clubs, but, you know, there's hundreds of homebrewers, but I wouldn't. You know, not nearly the say one million that you you see in America. Yeah, and we, I, I personally think that's one thing that needs to change, um, just to to grow interest in beer in general. And, yeah, and to have people have that intimate connection with beer. So we've actually talked to Kirin about using their lobbying power mm-hmm. to to dispense with those silly laws. Just, okay, like, let's let's homebrew. Are, are I think there you need pubs? some like oh. reggae music with a lot of words like legalize it. Uh, right. <laughs> if you do that for several years, it don't seems to work. Try right. Right. Yeah. It seems to work. You don't need politicians. Yeah, man, because we need some beer in here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's all it is. It seems very easy. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Haru, how was yeah. the the shakeout for you guys in the in the late nineties? Know, you guys got through it, obviously. Did you see a drop-off in business? How was that time for you? So, Haru, shake, oh. by, by the shakeout, he means how you know a, a lot of places were going uh, bankrupt in the late 90s. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So how did that affect you guys? It was a very, very difficult time for us. 
So a lot of、um, Japanese people just thought the、uh, local beer, which was called Jibiru, was not nice and this was just a souvenir product, so it's not worth to drink. So we had to yeah, survive under such difficult situation, yeah, but we could survive. and Our message was very simple and beer is beautiful, like your life is beautiful. And we started to educate the、uh, local、yeah. Japanese people about beer. And that's the key is to, to educate. It was the same here in the States、yeah. and everywhere else, is you have to educate along the way. The more people know, the more they enjoy it. I see.、Um, Now, I have a question for you.、Um, so I was talking to Rai just before the show. And he mentioned that you were the first person to start calling the beer craft beer instead of micro beer. Oh, no kidding.、Um, yep. Can you talk to me about that and why you made it different? Why did you say this is craft beer, not micro beer? Sorry, the connection was not. Ah, that's okay. Nice, so I couldn't hear. I'll try again. You were the first to say this is craft beer, not micro、mm-hmm. beer. And、yeah. can you tell me why you, you made that difference? Why is it craft beer instead of micro? Oh, yeah. That's why the, in Asian countries, a lot of people beer have, think, have thought that beer is made by large brewery under the automation system. But beer is originally brewed by hands with craftsmanship. So I. Really like to emphasize the craftsmanship to brew the beautiful beers. So that's why I learned the word craft beer from the US and started to use、like、the microbrewery.、Mm-hmm. I like it because obviously we use craft beer too, but I don't know that we ever talk much about why over here. Because we also, it's still in the media. It's interchangeable to use microbrewery too. Most of us in the industry, we use craft beer.、Uh-huh. But I like, your, your,、okay. I like your description of it because that's really why. I think it's the same here. It's because it's handcrafted,、mm-hmm. it's artisan, it's handmade. So, yeah, artisanal beer is. We have a. This a, is the nice, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, we have a、okay. brochure from、uh, your brewery, and it's got a picture of. Somebody walking down an aisle full of fermenters? That's Haru. That's Haru. Oh, that's you. It's、okay. like a really cool picture. Yeah, yeah it's a really cool picture.、Shot. Do all of your brewers wear white、mm-hmm. yeah. over there? <laughs> like white lab coats? Like, like Ankerstein. Haru, you、right. look like an angel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is it really foggy in your brewery? <laughs> yeah, we always、uh, think the cleanness of the brewery to keep the brewery clean is very important. So if we. Invite the people for brewery tour. We always ask them to wear white lab coat. Yeah, it's like it's, it's,、awesome. it's like something from Breaking Bad. You're in this,、uh, <laughs> this like meth lab, but Koito has done very well with sanitation, which、yeah. is it's, it's a problem that, that plagued a lot of breweries. And he talked about surviving in the late 90s, and it was because.、Um, You know,、uh, craft or G beer had made such a bad name for itself among consumers because there was just so much infected product out there. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. And it affected all the craft brewers. And so, like, like you said, you know, like from, from 
today on, we're going to make craft beer. We're, we're going to you know, pay a lot of attention to the, the hands-on element of it, and we're going to uh, focus on sanitation. Yeah. And I, they, it wasn't just Coiro. There were several other breweries that did this and managed to create a turnaround for the industry, thank goodness. Yeah. Now, Rye Shirt says, bad beer is the enemy. It's a black shirt with bold white letters. And yeah. it's, it's true. I mean, I wonder, you know, w- what is the ratio? Like, how many bad beer how many good beers does one have to drink to undo the one bad one that turned them off or how a many lot. like one year of bad japanese g beer culture equals what you got to do 10 good ones to undo it, it well it, this is a problem everywhere with with craft beer and probably more so in places where it's where there's not that many many breweries but tasty i know that you comment on this sort of stuff on social media all the time and and we've even mentioned it on the show that bad beer really is the enemy of of craft beer because it does turn people off, and it's not a representative. When you're trying to get people into beer, and you say, oh, no, just go try the pale ale, and it's a bad beer, they, it's going to take them, uh, to your question, yeah. Scott, several <laughs> visits or several yeah. pushes to go try another craft beer. Yeah, it ain't one-to-one. It wasn't a good experience. And right? so well, one bad our, brewery hurts all of them. Well, a lot of bad breweries hurt everybody, yeah. too. I mean, yeah. they add up, right? Yeah. Yeah, the first bubble we had here in the, you know, in the, the 90s... Uh, was as much about quality, but it was also about there weren't that many craft beer drinkers, you know, created. All of a sudden, we had more supply than there was demand, too. Okay, yeah. And, of course, now we're kind of like, you say, well, that, that's going to be the next bubble. Well, no, we got plenty. Of, we have a lot of demand. With well, and, and but So much so that the bad beer is still being... You know, consumed and right, and uh, and I think supported. that our the only defense, the reason maybe we haven't collapsed too, is that we have a lot of education going out. Yeah, people too. are getting smarter. So not only do we have good beer, but we have education going out. So people now maybe they'll try a bad beer and understand. Not all of them, by the way. I'm still not defending bad no, beer. No, yeah. Um, and understand that maybe I should try something else, or maybe it was the beer line, or maybe it was you know. So now speaking well, of supply, mm-hmm. we do have the uh, Cueto Ruri. Mm-hmm. The uh, pills in our glasses. We have a few more to get through, too. I find it, the, the label, I don't know if you guys saw this, it's super premium Japanese craft beer, which kind of plays into the uh, the the U.S. sort of um, st- stereotype, I guess. Like, I picture a Japanese game show, and it's uh, the super premium uh, prize you win. It's like, everything's got, like, four Everything, modifiers, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I'm glad to see that uh, it's rooted in some sort of reality. <laughs> Haru, can you tell us a little bit about this beer, the, the super premium lager? The Ruri. 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 Yeah. yeah what's oh, unusual yeah, ingredient? Ruri. Yeah, this beer is obviously Japanese-style Pilsner. And we use the Pilsner mode together with um, hops, um, which is called as um, Stilian Golden Bobek. So I think you can feel nice flowery note and together with honey taste from malt. From the malt. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Very flowery. Yeah. And where are the malts from? What country? From, from the malts are from Germany yeah. and also from Canada. And also so we, Canada. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. uh, Jeremy, did you, did you say Austria? Canada. No, Germany. Okay. And. Okay, sorry, and we were breaking Canada. up. Canada. Okay, and I noticed um, in addition to the Styrian Golden Bobek, uh, you list as the hops also Magnum and Aurora. Mm. So interesting uh, to yeah. me, at least that you know the combination. Yeah, this combination on on what's essentially a, a nice drinkable pilsner. Yeah. What is your best-selling beer, Haru? Uh, recently, 
Kala or IPL, India Pale Lager, is very appreciated among yeah. the people. Um, yeah. Recently, Japanese consumer started to realize the magic of hops. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice, good. About time. Yeah. Uh, well, this Pilsner is very nice uh, uh-huh. as, as well. Uh, and is this uh, exported uh, to the U.S. also, or are we the only ones who get to try this here? Coeda uh, um, exported to the U.S., Haru? Yeah, we yep. started to export to U.S. And at the moment, Southern California and also in Nevada and Texas, Illinois, yeah, in those states. But I hope we can distribute in the North California. North- Northern California soon. Yeah, so me too. Word, word from Craft Imports down in Long Beach, who, their importer. Um, these guys actually help with the export of, you know, Lagunitas, uh, Sierra Nevada, Coronado Ballast, all those guys. Um, so they're bringing the beer in, and they wrote to say that it would be available in June in Northern California. Oh, beautiful. So, okay, excellent. Both draft and bottles. So, Rye, before we take a break, yes, and since we're still covering the, the craft beer scene as well, uh, when did you start the magazine, uh, Japan Beer Times? Uh, a little more than five years ago. Okay. Um, I, I was already publishing uh, other magazines. It was just something, I, you know, my, my dad and my uncle were in the publishing industry, and just, you know, the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah. Uh, and I, I got into it while I was in Japan, because when I mentioned I was there in 1997, I was... You know, hired to run a local magazine that caters to uh, uh, expats living in the area. Okay. So uh, when I went back after grad school at Berkeley, I uh, went back in um, around 2006, I started up some magazines. Um, and uh, the, the story of, of Japan Beer Times and how that got started is probably best for after the break. But it got started <laughs> under some interesting circumstances. Okay. Uh, if, you know, if I... Yeah, we can do that. that. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I love the love the tease. Now I want to know what happened. Uh, I was arrested. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Possibly, these are the stories yeah. that we was like. It, you know. it wasn't quite so juicy, but you know, it it it, it was it was started under um, alcoholic circumstances. Okay, uh, yeah, there, there was alcohol involved. Oh. Yeah, hey, that's uh, how this company started. I'm pretty sure. That's bizarre. And I bet that Haru started his company under the influence of alcohol as well. I can't remember. I was drunk. <laughs> yeah. let, let me just ask Haru one last question before we take a break. Yeah, uh, I wonder, uh, Haru, do you need? that alcohol to make you feel better about your beer traveling so far away all the way to the u.s do you worry about quality when it goes that far yeah the quality of the beer is so important and i need beer to travel to u.s <laughs> yeah that's a better answer yeah you gotta drown your i need storm. beer to live in the u.s saharu so i don't blame you uh, you know one of the good things about koida though it's brought in cold chain um so the same guys that are shipping it out via cold reefer yes. uh, uh, you know the the sierra and, and the stone and all that are also bringing it in uh, oh, good. Cold, which is the right Great. way to go. It yeah. is, because otherwise you can't even send a Pilsner over here. Right, that's uh, what I was wondering. You'll never yeah. sell another one once, you know. So, Well, that's good, Haru. You were able to get a cold uh, distribution chain all the way here. Yes, that's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, this is the great work of craft imports. Yeah, okay. Beautiful. Yeah, we can rely on. Yeah, I was just talking. So, uh, 
Maui Brewing and Stone Brewing just uh, built a distribution company together to send beer back and forth from the islands. Mm-hmm. And the, their key point was that, you know, Maui was sending beer. Actually, it doesn't matter which way it goes. Whatever brewery, was, they were sending full kegs, and then empty kegs were going back. And it's a complete waste of money. Yeah. So the, the, the crux of their distribution company was that, say, Stone would send beer to Maui full. And then Maui would fill those same kegs with their beer and send them back to Stone. And what a great way to provide – and it's all cold, same thing, cold distribution. What a great way to get beer moving over long distances without waste because they were literally sending uh, boxcars full of empty kegs Mm -hmm. one direction. That really is more environmentally friendly because now one-way kegs and plastic Mm -hmm. kegs are becoming – Real popular because then are, you don't yeah. have to worry about getting the stainless steel back yeah. to the brewery. If you can work out a, a relationship with another brewery in that country, right? the stainless just bounces back and forth, and that, that's it's, awesome. It's cost-effective. It's environmentally friendly. Now, of it, course, most brewers are just sending uh, uh, bottles and, and cans yeah. and things like that, which is, you know, it's a little easier. Um, but and it's, it's nice the, to have fresh draft beer. And it's yeah. better for the beer. Sta- plastic is fine. But it's no stainless. And yeah. one of the cool things with Coedo, it's I mean, it's a similar story with, you know, Coronado and Ballast and Stone going over to Japan and then coming back with Coedo. But oh, good. in many instances, it's actually collaboration beers between Coedo and Coronado. Oh, and I love Ballast. it. And then, you know, they've got some other other ones coming up. So they're not just sharing kegs. They're sharing recipes. The recipes, too. Which is very cool. Oh, that is very cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, meanwhile, I can get beer in a plastic bag, but I can't bag my groceries in it. Well, you, you can. You just have to pay ten cents. Yeah, a bag. yeah. No, some yeah. places you can't even do it. Yeah, oh, is that yeah, right? San Francisco so. proper, it's banned. <laughs> this isn't the America I know. It's not. Actually, it is. Oh, <laughs> yeah. all right. It's exactly the America you know. All right, I have to take a quick break. Haru, please hang on the line. We'll be back in just a couple minutes to learn more about the beer and more about Japan Beer Times. We're going to take a couple minutes here. It's the session, and we'll be right back. Okay. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Limited time only. Enter promo code BN Army during January and February for 10% off any Monster Mill. Don't settle for the second best grain mill. You want a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster Mills are tough, come in two- and three-roller designs, and are made right here in the USA from superior materials for longer-lasting performance. Pick the mill that's right for you at MonsterBrewingHardware.com and take Bevo's advice. Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need. (laughs) Monster Mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit MonsterBrewingHardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Remember, during January and February, for 10% off any mill, enter promo code BNARMY. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater 
for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Hey, Willie, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. For nearly 40 years, one organization has had your back. The American Homebrewers Association. Are you a member? (laughs) Why not? Join the more than 40,000 brewers who enjoy all the American Homebrewers Association has to offer. Like Zymergy Magazine, in print and online, plus the Zymergy app. Zymergy is the leading publication for amateur brewers around the world. Supporters also get member deals at their local breweries, bars, and homebrew shops. These alone quickly pay for your membership. You'll also get great member-only resources at homebrewersassociation.org and access to AHA events like the National Homebrewers Conference and the National Homebrew Competition. The American Homebrewers Association promotes the hobby of homebrewing, protects the interests of homebrewers, and brings beer lovers together become a member today it costs less than a batch of beer and gives back so much more visit homebrewersassociation.org that's it i've had it i am never putting hops in my beer again what why it's just too ridiculous insane prices stupid contracts high shipping costs crappy selection dude you need nico brew nico brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite bare-bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere holy shit nicobrew.com n-i-k-o-b-r-e-w nicobrew your bare bones buddy in the brewing business brewcasters are back All right. 
right, welcome back to the program, and thanks for hanging out with us. Hey, don't forget about our friends over at Beersmith, Beersmith Homebrewing Software. You can go to Beersmith.com and check it out. You get a free 21-day trial of their homebrewing software. I don't even think they should just keep calling it homebrewing software. It's just brewing software. It does everything you need it to do. It has all sorts of uh, gadgets and tricks that you don't even know exist. And then it's fully supported by Brad over there at, at Beersmith. Uh, there's videos. You can email Brad if you got questions. But there are so many tutorials about how to use every little bit of it that you just don't have to take our word for it. Go to Beersmith.com right now. Download your free 21-day trial. It works on both PC and Mac, and uh, I think it's going to change your brewing life, uh, especially if you're kind of a nerd because it's just great nerdy software that you can do everything you need it to do. Beersmith.com, great sponsor of ours and a, and a hell of a piece of software. Yeah. Yeah. At least it's current. It's current. It's current. <laughs> it works. I mean, yeah. At least it works awesomely. Like our chat. <laughs> Is it down again? No, it's just okay. everyone. Just every week. Well, the new Java update uh, that yeah. happened recently, like it just nuked a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But All right. It's working on it, everybody. Are you still with us, Haru? Uh-oh. I might have lost Haru. <laughs> Maybe not. Let's call Haru. Java update. Let's give Haru a call. Yeah. I will do that. Uh, let's see if he connects real quick so I can at least tell him what happened. Maybe he thought I said goodbye when I said we're taking a break. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> that was real yeah. short. Hi, Haru. We lost you there for Hi. a second. Are you there? Yeah. yeah, I'm here. There we go. All right. So we are back and still talking uh, about Kuwaito, but... We got a little tease from Rye before the break to tell us about how the uh, magazine got started. So, like I said, I was in the you know the publishing industry. Um, I started up my own uh, magazines, and uh, one of the magazines was a culture magazine, music, art, photography, and it had a beer column because what is culture without beer? Right? Yeah, agreed. Uh, and Nothing. so I I went to this uh, very popular bar in Tokyo called Popeye that has seventy taps of craft beer. Um, and asked them, you know, for an advertisement. And they looked at the magazine, and he said, well, you need to come in next week. Okay, well, sure. So I came in next week. I was very hungover at 3 p.m. in the afternoon and was not planning on drinking. And, you know, the master was like, nonsense. He starts throwing pints out on the table. And I'm at the table with, with several uh, brewers from, from major companies or, or owners. And they said, and, you know, we we're talking about my magazine business, and I, I thought they were going to sponsor this beer page in okay. my culture magazine, and yeah. we were kind of hammered, you know, after many pints, and, and they suddenly said, you should do like a beer magazine. <laughs> and we were, you know, we were drunk, and I was like, yeah, if you guys sponsor me, I'll do it. And they're like, yeah, we'll do it. Oh wow! And suddenly I was like, okay, well, I guess I have to do it. Yeah. And so I did it, not really thinking anything of it. And so, uh, you know, almost five years ago uh, in the winter, I launched this beer magazine. They, they helped me cobble together sponsors okay. to launch this beer magazine, bilingual, you know, English-Japanese. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a real ale festival in Tokyo. And so we uh, debuted it at, at the Real Ale Festival, and it was just nuts. Was people like, loved it. People were lining up at the table to get copies. People were lining up to be sponsors, and I was just kind of blown away. And I realized it's now or never. Um, I had actually a very lucrative job at a law firm in Tokyo. Okay. And I just wasn't liking it because it's just... Because it's law? Yeah, it's <laughs> law. I mean, that's, <laughs> it's work. I mean, it was, it was, they were good people, but sure, I, just, yeah. I wasn't loving it. And, and so I just made the leap of faith and I quit the law firm and basically used all my savings to launch a, like my own publishing company. And, and your dad and your uncle are like, Jesus, how many times have we told <laughs> we you, go into no law? Money. Yes. And, and now what are you doing? 
Yeah. yeah basically, uh, yeah, it was kind of like that. They're okay, like, yeah. have you not learned from us <laughs> how little money publishing makes? But you're going, no, this one's different. But it's No, uh, this yeah. is what I want to do. I, I love yeah. to do this, Dad. <laughs> and I ended up, you know, just to, just to scrape by the first, you know, year or two, like I, I literally lost, you know, like all my income. And had to cash out some of my savings. I had to teach English in in fast food restaurants to get by. Okay, but I was just having so much fun. I, like, yeah. I had I had a bum knee. I couldn't do surgery on it, so I'm limping around. You know, wow. and, and then these t-shirts, the bad beers, the enemy t-shirts. I started selling those, and they were massively popular. Okay, and so that kind of helped me get by. And then you know, but slowly but steadily, by about the second or third year, I I realized this was going to be a legitimate business. Um, so I started trying to hire more people and, you know, after five years, I think we, we hit our stride. Okay. The, the first few years were really, really hard. And I think what helped me push through was knowing the stories of so many brewers who had been through far worse and who had struggled so many more years and had also like, you know, cashed out all the, you know, all their savings to do this. Sure. And so it would, it, it put a lot of wind in my sails. All right. And so now you guys are doing great. You got yep. a lot of advertisers, yes. a popular magazine mm-hmm. and it, it, seems like it doesn't just cover uh, Japanese beer. It's it's a little bit international too, right? Right. We um, So it's called Japan Beer Times, and it's it, it focuses primarily on Japan. But we just want to be a great beer magazine in general, wherever, okay. you, wherever you are in the world and you read us. Um, so, you know, we I recently interviewed uh, Ken Grossman and, you know, the Lagunitas crew. I went down to Coronado and Ballas. I, I want to bring out things in those interviews that are going to be interesting to any reader. Yeah. So those are beers that are imported to Japan. So we want to write about that because Japanese consumers are very interested in what's going on overseas and they want to know the stories behind the beer. But again, um, we want to be interesting to everybody. We want to be a great beer magazine, period. Not just a great Japanese beer magazine. That's the, that's what it should be. Content is king. Mm-hmm. And you're bilingual. Yes, I am. Haru, how is yeah. Rise Japanese? Does, can he speak Japanese well, or does or is he shit? <laughs> <laughs> I can speak in pretty well English. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when he drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then his Japanese gets great, I'm yeah. sure. It's on fire then. <laughs> where, did, where did you learn Japanese? Um, so in high school, there was uh, I was I actually I was born and raised in Richmond, Virginia, and they had like a one of those I would guess you call it a lighthouse program, where you go in there and you just you, you, you dabble in Japanese, and it was fascinating to me. So I went to uh, University of Notre Dame, uh, um, and started studying Japanese there. My my third year in university, I, I went to Japan, so that was 1995. I was just blown away. It was so fun. Okay, I mean, it's just so fun because. South Bend, Indiana is the most miserable place on the planet. It's just, <laughs> right. I mean, I'm not. So Ethiopia was fun at right. that point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you know, and uh, I loved it. So after graduation, I went, I, I, I applied to a program and went back in 1997, um, as I mentioned. And my office, it was an international center where I had to publish the magazine for the, the expats, as I said. And it was right across the street from one of the first craft breweries in Japan. It was a place called Shiroyama. Shiro okay. Um, and that was my first craft beer in Japan in 1997. Uh, and they're still around, and they're good. Uh, so it's great. great. Every time I see the guy, I was like, you know, you're the reason I like quit the law firm, Dad. Uh, you know, yeah. That's why I'm poor. <laughs> um, but after five years down there, I, you know, I wasn't in the beer industry. I was you know, doing the publication. I kind of wanted to get back to America and shake up life. So I, I went, applied to Berkeley, uh, got into grad school for Japanese studies, and I ended up moving just a few blocks from Triple Rock. Oh yeah, which was oh, also oh. very fortuitous because I mean I can't 
imagine many brew pubs that you wouldn't, you know, better more than than Triple Rock that you would want to live close to. Yeah, yeah. you know, good beer, good people. <laughs> yeah, longest running brew pub in America. Is that? I correct? think that's about Something right. Good. Yeah, uh, seriously, certainly California. It's yeah. certainly in California, mm-hmm. and it might be mm. America. Yeah, because oh, wow. so, it's that brew pub distinction. Keep that so, in mind. But that's, yeah, that's that's where the you know. That's where I really started to love craft beer and went back to Japan in 2006 to finish up my, my graduate work. And that's when I got into publishing, and that's where it all kind of fell together. You know, the publishing and the beer, it coalesced. And you do it from here now? Or? So, yes. Uh, about 18 months ago, uh, my wife and I, who's been very supportive of my endeavors and my hangovers as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and I moved back here. We have two small children and wanted to be closer to family. Internet and Skype enabled us to be anywhere, and why wouldn't you want to be in the Bay Area if you can be anywhere? <laughs> yeah. I have a great, great team of people working in the main office in Yokohama. Okay. Uh, beer-centric people, trustworthy, great people uh, that run the day-to-day, um, and it allows me to focus more on what's actually going on in the beer world rather than the everyday office you know, duties. So I'm able to you know, be at a radio station like this and, yeah. and, and travel to places like Sierra and Lagunitas and report on this thing. So everything's That's worked great. out pretty well. I, I like s- to hear you it. Know, and I still travel back to Japan uh, every month or two just to you know, uh, report on what's going on over there. And- Do you teach Japanese at fast food restaurants here? <laughs> That's a great idea because I'm not making any more to, money. I want to know is that <laughs> were you paid out. by the fast yeah. food places How did that work? or was well, that just where you, you taught people? That this is actually um, it's not so strange. Uh, uh, English education is a big industry in Japan, and so there's lots mm-hmm. of people that want to learn uh, English. Just flagging just, down passersby. Exactly. Just, no, but uh, <laughs> you know, you meet you meet people and they want to learn English, and the fast food restaurants is a great a great place to do it. And you can go in there and just spend you know two three bucks on a milkshake and they're happy to have you sit feel, there and oh, wow. feel, oh that's what you get the venue I thought for a, sure it was like an organized thing yeah. like but no you're like no, no that was my office that should yeah. be the next no, american no, program it's education very and in fast Japan. food uh, like and so I, I actually started doing yeah. I'll have a number two yeah. and, and then English a side thing. of English uh, right over here. Huh? English, anybody? Yeah. Me? Well, yeah, I do. I need to brush up on my adverbs. Yeah. So I tried to do it in uh, brew post, and that just devolved into stupid right, very right. quickly. So fast food was yeah. at least a little, you know, yeah, you had Sprite. You could, yeah, but I had a few students that liked to 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 pound the pints while they were learning English, and their English got better with each pint. You so. loosen up the, yeah. uh, the old thing, yeah. jowls. Yeah, gets much better, yeah. Yeah. All right, Haru. I know we yep. still we still got you there, and uh, before we keep you too long, I have your IPL in my glass. You do? Okay. We're, we're, the we're, we're still drinking the Hefeweizen. Uh, oh, yeah. It was sitting right there uh, in front of you. I just grabbed it. It's the uh, Kiara India Style Pale Lager. Uh, yes. Can you tell us about this beer, please? Okay. So the TTV didn't allow us to use India. India pale lager. Oh. So that's why we have to show it as India style pale lager. It's a bit strange, but uh, we had to. Our TTB here yeah. in the US. Yeah. They yes, didn't allow it. Right. Oh, they're dead. In Japan, it's quite okay to say IPL, India pale lager. Yeah. Yeah. And the uniqueness of this beer is the use of the hops from Southern Hemisphere. And I I think you can feel the aroma-like white grape, which is made by the use of Delsin mm. solving yeah. from New Zealand. And also we use Mochueka from New Zealand and also from 
um, Tasmania, there is nice of Galaxy. Wow. Oh, Galaxy yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we choose the Lager East because at the beginning we invited German Bluemaster to learn about beer. And we are good at making lager style too. Okay. So this time, instead of L East, we decided to use lager East. Very nice. And where do you get your yeast, uh, if I can ask? Um, actually, there is no brewing supply industry in Japan. Hmm. Um, I mean, domestically. So we had to source the yeast from all over the world. So this one is sourced from Germany. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It, this is the difficulty of <laughs> Japanese brewers at the moment. Talk to me about that. So it's hard to get ingredients. How to get the ingredient, how to get to the machines, for oh. example. Yeah. Yeah, those things. There is no domestic beer industry for the equipment or craft beer culture. So for ingredients, do you have to buy in very large quantities, in bulk, from, from other countries so that you can keep making beer, or do you have a steady import? Um, yeah, there are several importers for molds, for example, and we can buy the unit of 25 or 50 kilogram sacks. Okay, yeah. And yeah, how about... Yeah. Equator import directly from the foreign countries. Being an island and importing all of the ingredients, basically, except the water, what does a pint cost in yeah. Japan? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, I can answer that. I'm yeah. out a lot right. drinking when oh, I'm there. So, yeah, uh, so to sell it, a pint. Um, it, it, it's thankfully come down a little bit, but it can range... Anywhere from the cheapest places being around 800 yen, which is what, about mm-hmm. six, seven bucks? Maybe. That's very, very super cheap. So that's about right. For here. anywhere, but it gets, it's, that's, it's it typically be. much higher, closer okay. to, for an import craft beer like Stone, uh, it could be as much as 10 bucks a pint. Well, I'll tell you what, it's still cheaper than beer in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's cheaper than beer in Australia. Imports in Australia are incredible. Incredibly high, uh, but locally made beer is still ten bucks a pint. Hmm. Nine, mm. ten bucks. Yeah, so, Haru. If you yeah, the price if, are similar, yeah, I think so. Still, you think it's about okay? It transfers the same. Haru, yeah. if you if you ship your beer to Australia, you can sell it for nine million yen <laughs> per pint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, the U.S. craft brewers are not seeing all of that money that they're making in Australia. What? No, yeah. no, no. That's excise tax, right. of course. Now, Haru, what about hops? It's it's already hard for uh, American brewers to get hops where, where all these hops are grown um, because there's just not that many of them. Uh, how about for you? Is that also difficult? It's actually difficult, especially for acquiring the popular hops like Amarillo. Yeah. And there are not so many farmers who hops in Japan recently, but um, some farmers may start to cultivate uh, nice hops for us. And I hope Are in the there... future, yeah, we can source um, domestically. Yeah. Is, is but the... anyway, we had to import. Is the climate okay to grow hops? 
the, yeah, in yeah? northern part of Japan, it's okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, are there any Japanese varieties of hops that you use? Um, yeah, sometimes um, the Sorachi Ace is so famous hop, yeah. which is originated in Japan. But unfortunately, Sorachi Ace is not cultivated in Japan anymore. So we have to buy from Washington State, for example. <laughs> God, we are dicks, aren't we? Yeah. Well, I apologize. Well, so what happened? You live in Washington there's, State? There's a, what happened? Yeah, I, um, it's just it's cheaper to, to, to grow, to grow yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. But there is one domestic variety of uh, Japanese hop called Shinshu Wase. Um, and it's grown by a few brewers on their their brewery uh, grounds and, and, and premises. But um, I, I don't know how much people would like that hop. I, even some brewers in Japan don't like it and don't use it. So okay, it's, it's a strange hop. Mm. It's funky. It's a little funky. Okay, <laughs> like cheesy funky, oniony funky, uh, like, like James Brown funky, Foot Locker funky. <laughs> Foot, okay, yeah, yeah, so a little cheesy funky. Yeah. All right, yeah. It's I'm more James of a sport authority guy, mm. but if it were James Brown funky, I think right. they'd go for it. It might be a little more Rick James. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's Rick James. Funky. Rick James funky. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can I get some help? <laughs> now, Haru, you since your company started with uh, thinking that you had local ingredients, mm-hmm. you, local yes. barley, um, is this something you guys think you'll do in the future? Will you'll you will grow more hops and you'll grow more barley? Yeah, this is my concern right now. So we really like to grow hops, grow barley, but unfortunately, in our region, the climate is a little bit too hot for growing hops. I but see. We will try. As an experiment, so and also our specialty is to the use of local Japanese sweet potato to make beer. We're, we're sipping so on some of this now. Is yeah. this the beer yeah. I have in my glass this now? Is the yep. What mm-hmm. is it, Beniaka? Mm-hmm. Okay, tell us yeah. about this, Haru. Okay, so this beer is brewed with Japanese sweet potato, and we grill sweet potato at oven and rather lower temperature. So during this process, the sugar of sweet potato gets caramelized. Then we make the paste mesh from sweet potato and add in blue house together okay. with barley molds. And this this is the basic process to this beer beniaka. In sweet potato, there is a bunch of starch inside, but we need to change the starch into fermentable sugar. So we need the barley mold, which have a lot of uh, enzyme to change. So you were the first to figure out there how to use this local ingredient, sweet potatoes, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and be able to convert the sugar to make good beer. Yes. And... In Japan, in southern part of Japan, there is an area called Kyushu. In that region, sweet potato has been used for making distilled alcohol for a long time. So the use of sweet potato for making alcohol product is part of Japanese nature. Got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And in our region, in Tokyo region, in our town... Is the first place where sweet potatoes started to be cultivated in, let's say, more than 300 years ago. Oh. So the sweet potato is a popular agriculture product in our region. Mm. So 
Great. It is quite natural for us to use the local agriculture club to make beer. Sure. Have you, have you guys experimented with wild fermentations, being kind of seeing what natural yeasts are floating around? Um, actually, we haven't tried yet. Keep it clean so, so far. Just keep oh, keeping sure, it. Yeah. Remember, he's the yeah. angel walking right. down the but, fermenter. Yeah, right. Oh, what, no. What, I you think he owns a brown lab coat? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. Now, I want to talk about the, the, the sweet potato a little bit because, yeah. first of all, this is my favorite beer I've had uh, tonight. But yeah, I did okay. not expect it. I, I thought, okay, when, when you said sweet potato, I just thought. All right, we're in for something weird. <laughs> but it's not weird. It tastes just like beer. It's a great, like, nut brown flavor. It's an amber malt. I mean, it. well, I, I never would have said, oh, why did you put you put sweet potato in that? You, you don't taste any of that. I guess no, I would have just expected some of that sweet potato flavor to come through, but it doesn't. Well, it, uh, it yeah. does have some sweetness, it, so yes. I, I, I'm surprised that you like it. It, ta- it tastes yeah. more yeah. Like, a, like a crystal malt. Right. It's like an amber, yes. amber yeah. ale with a little yeah, crystal character. Yeah. yeah. It's got like what, a medium crystal character. How many uh, kilos of, uh, of sweet potatoes per... Like, you know, for 10 kilos of grain, what's the ratio? How much? I guess I really want to know is how much sweet potato is in this beer. Yeah. I, get, it, I mean, is it if it's just a, a small amount? And how amount, much of the fermentable? So, so a normal beer would be yeah. mostly two-row, right? Mm-hmm. And then you might add some adjuncts. Is the sweet potato taking the place of the two-row, or is it 50-50? Is it, do you see what I'm saying? What percent of the fermentable? So, Haru, can you talk a little bit about how much? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the sweet potato. The sweet potato is used, actually, we use much sweet potato and like too low, but uh, of course, we need an enzyme of barimos. Yeah. So, not all, but uh, yeah. But a lot. It sounds yeah. like it's a lot of the fermentable comes from sweet potato and then enough barley just for the enzymes. Right? Uh, but no, but we we also use barley for making alcohol as well. So okay, yeah. Another, so another, mi- another. mixture mixture of sweet potato and two loaves, and also we use other crystal malt as well. Yeah. So would half of the fermentable be from sweet potato or less? Oh, more or less. A little, little bit less. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it a uh, cooked sweet potato or raw? It's, it is cooked sweet potato. It is cooked. Because uh, you have to convert, you have to you have to convert it. First, well, right, to well, that's the mash though. Yeah. But you could do you, you cook it before it goes into mm-hmm. the mash. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Are yeah. you roasting it? Are you doing that for flavor or, or for any sort of enzyme conversion? Um, for the purpose of making nice flavor, we okay. roast sweet potato. So before roast potato. caramelization mash. Yeah. No. Could you smoke the sweet potato and come up with like a smoke? Sure. A, a, a smoke um, sweet no, potato. we don't smoke. Good. Don't could do you, that. But you could. <laughs> could you smoke the sweet potato and get high? That, yeah. uh, well, last week from you a, put a hole that goes. You can use it to get like a, a bomb. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> last week from Carton Brewing, we had a smoked pineapple. Oh, yeah. Here, and they yeah, smoked nice. the pineapple. It was delicious. And it was nice. Okay. Yeah. I think a smoked uh, a, a sweet potato beer would be pretty good. It might yeah. be great. I mean, because it, it has that sweet kind of. 
Meritson-esque quality to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of smoke beers kind of have. Yeah. You could totally do that. Well, after this, after carton discussion with the smoked pineapple, and after this idea of smoking, I'm now I'm into this idea of not using smoked malts, but smoking your adjuncts. Smoking the adjuncts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, all right, I'm just hung up on the sweet potato. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 Thanksgiving is going to be really good right, for you. Yeah. You roast the sweet potato, Haru, yeah. and then it goes into the mash tun with barley. Yes. So do you just so you roast it and then it you grind it up, you mash it up. Mm-hmm. We grind it up. Grind it up, yeah, and then yeah. throw it all in with the rest of the grain. Mm-hmm. And then from there you do a normal mash, like a normal I don't know one hour mash or something. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, okay. Great. So it just, it, you yeah. add this. <laughs> Wonderful. I know, I'm, I know. I'm just saying, like, I huh. I know it's simple, but I just felt like it can't be that simple. This is going to go in the next uh, the be... next issue or the next edition of uh, Should Justin Know This? Right, yeah. exactly. So what do they right. do with wait, the sweet wait, potato? You take hot know. water and you put grains in it? What the fuck is that? It just seems like it wouldn't work. Is what it, like, Why? Okay, Why? all right. What about, what about clogging the mash tun? Uh, Sorry? Uh, um, oh. Like you can't mash out because it gets blocked? So yeah, how do you... Too much... Uh, God, what is oh, it? Yeah. There's There's no, no, you know what I mean? So so yeah. we use yeah. rice holes when it's too much... Yeah. Yeah, okay, so what about that? Yeah, sometimes the filtering, the filtering of mash is difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we can do... It takes time, but we can do somehow. Do you have to put rice holes in or uh, something else to help filter, or no? No. No, you just do you, it. You just run up. You just go slower, and so it, it takes go slower. Longer. Yeah. yeah. They just fucking do it, Beardy. <laughs> they don't. I'm helping clarify for you. Haru doesn't even care. They just yeah. do it. Hey, whatever time it takes, it takes. <laughs> That's right. I like that attitude. It's very zen. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> I mean, it is a brewery that has traditionally taken its time it was uh you know originally they were taught from a german brewer and there was it was lagers mostly and so they they've become accustomed to that slower longer process of brewing it was only recently yeah. i think that they they started doing ales and even the the beniaka uh, recently they uh revamped yeah. the recipe using an, an ale yeast instead of their lager yeast oh, okay which, which i think was yeah. a, a great improvement mm-hmm. on the beer mm-hmm. excellent well, Haru, thank you for sharing your beer with us. It's been great. Thank you so much. I would like to come taste it fresh over there at a beer festival and get drunk with you and Rye. And try yeah. to speak Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Justin's Japanese gets better as he gets drunker. Oh, uh, my God. I doubt that. Eerie Ohio. I don't know. I can't even speak English when I'm drunk. <laughs> so. yeah, you're more Middle Earth. <laughs> yeah, I'm much more Mordor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's wonderful beer. Thank you for sending it so that we could try it, and uh, it's a great story and, and good beer. So thanks, Haru. Thanks. All right, what time is it over there, Haru? Is it early in the morning or late um, at night? Actually, in we are at noon, oh. eleven o'clock. So I'm Easy. letting you go just in time yeah. to start so, yeah. drinking. 
you know, go have some beers. <laughs> so, so Haru, I'll see you on, on, on May 13th at the big beer festival at Keaki. We'll get drunk again. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. meet up. All right. I'll see you then. What is that? Do we want to announce that to our Japanese listeners? Oh, if, case... I mean, if you're going to be in Japan, it's a massive festival. So May 13th? Uh, through, it's, it runs about five, six, seven days. Okay. Uh, it's uh, the Keaki, which means elm in Japanese, but the Keaki Beer Festival. It's just about, I don't know, half an hour, 40 minutes north of Tokyo by express train. Okay. And this is massive. Tens of thousands of people. Wow. Uh, wow. One thing I, we didn't mention on the show, but which is very awesome about Japan, is that there's no open container law. So uh, you can get right? your beer huh. at the festival and you can walk around the park. You can go wherever you want. You can jump on the train with your beer. God and, bless Japan. Yes. I love so it. The festival is just amazing. It's in an open public area. Yeah. Like this park you have out, out here, out yeah. just outside the, the Hop Grenade Studios. It's uh, You can just sit out there and drink. We have an event that happens here all summer long in this park, and it's mm-hmm. called Blues and Brews. But you're not allowed beer yeah, in the park. There are no brews. So we're the brews. You have to come sit over here <laughs> right. and watch it. So really, there's only, I think, uh, Las Vegas – and New Orleans in the U.S. where the, the, you're allowed to walk around like a like an adult mm-hmm. with your adult beverage. Well, in Japan, they serve beer on the train. Oh, God wow. bless there Japan. Are, yeah. I'm and, moving. And, yeah. Well, but you can't home... Oh, okay. You don't you care. You can't home- <laughs> so It does get yeah. the <laughs> When's the last time I homebrewed? I've seen people on BART with full glasses of beer in their well, hand. Well, yeah, but if the, if the BART police come by, right. it gets ugly. Yeah. Yeah, get shot for that. Oh, those actually exist? <laughs> yeah. All right, Haru, thank you again for being on the program. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, take care. Have a nice day. Yep. All right, there we go. And, Rye, you don't have to go anywhere if you don't have thank to be you, anywhere. Thank you, because there's still some beer out here. Okay, good. Yeah, we got <laughs> like beer to left to do. Uh, we got a few segments left to do. Um, but uh, thank you for setting that up for us, too, Rye. No, th- I, thank I, you. And, no. you know, one one thing I, I wanted to mention is that Koedo's a great brewery, but there's many great breweries in japan okay um you know i i could do some shout outs uh, not just because you feel friends, free but, but yeah um i mean there's some fantastic craft breweries uh baird beer uh in japan uh it's an, it's an american who's been there many years and he's just blazing trails doing amazing things um there's a, a young female brewer over there uh named kaori she works for mino beer so uh there's a big uh, you know contingent of, of female brewers is there, is there really she works for mino beer but yeah there's Man. actually many many nice. more female brewers a larger there. percentage of female brewers in japan than in america oh, Interesting. Well, why do you think that is because that's a good question but i i really think because um Women are a little bit disenfranchised in Japan. I mean, it's a very masculine society, and craft beer is a really weird place that they can they can go for refuge and sure. be their own person and express themselves and do How great cool things. How cool is that? Yeah. So yeah. she does some great stuff. Shiga Kogan uh, is doing some amazing things with hops. These are all you know world class breweries. Great. Um, so yeah, I mean, don't you know? I don't want people to think there's only Koedo. I mean, there are sure. many craft breweries over there that are great, and if you go. Definitely try to drink them. And and what's imported into America isn't actually all that representative of what's available over there. So there's a big kind of, you know, divide. That's sort of a mismatch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, Chris White from White Labs mm-hmm. is is very big into Asian beer and the growing beer scene. Uh, does a lot of work in China, but also a bit in Japan too. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's been telling me the same thing. You're not the first person to say that. Is that go to Japan and see the beer scene because it's exciting. You, you, will, you will not be it's, sorry. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. he said it's fun. That the festivals are fun. It's it's very exciting. People are are really enamored with craft beer. And uh, so he finally got me to go to China, and now I guess uh, we should go to Japan. You said enamored, and I and I thought at first I thought hammered with craft beer, and that's actually true. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, public inebriation is is completely acceptable in Japan. Is it really? I, mean, I don't like here in America. It's actually a little bit conservative. It is, um, yeah. But over there, it's just it's just a different culture. It's you a can normal be thing. Completely hammered in public. Well, that's and- wi- because I, I think. Uh, at least my view of Japan was sort of a more buttoned down and respectful of authority it, and just, is, this, you know. But they need some opportunity to, to, to let it all hang out. So and alcohol. The pressure pot that. doesn't blow. And, and alcohol is the way that. See, this might be bad for me because the one thing that sort of holds things together is the social <laughs> pressure right. of like, hey, don't get too <laughs> right. drunk in public. Of don't course. get too gnarly. If I go to Japan and they're like, no, man, do it. Jesus, I might never come back from that. I don't, well, is that what happened in Hawaii? You almost didn't no. come back from that. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I might here. I mean, I might come back from that and do the same thing here. That kind yes. of not oh, never yeah. come from. Right. Like the bubble might burst. I guess. Yeah. All self control will be gone. Yeah. Uh, because well, if I go to a place where it's acceptable, well, look, huh. it's hanging by a thread anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is my point. Groping people on Bart. Yeah. Do I have to know Japanese? No, actually. Um, most of Japan, you know, especially the big cities, uh, understand – most people understand English. Most of the signs are in English. Um, people don't necessarily speak English that well. But, okay, you know, yeah. with, with just a few beers in both of you. Uh, Some hand signals. Will work out. And, uh, uh, you know, in, in beer, it's, it's basically the same thing in Japanese. Beer. You just you kind of <laughs> – Garble right. the accent, it'll still get across. <laughs> All right. Let, I'm just saying, I'm just taking a calendar. Yeah. What'd you say, May 13th? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Justin pulled Justin's his clearing his calendar. Oh, I'm free. I mean, <laughs> I, am, I am wide open May 13th. Uh, JP, on the 18th. <laughs> hey, when do I get to do shit? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't have anything to you do. You don't like flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah so you, go ahead. I mean, yeah. what do you want to do? I've offered. So, all right, perfect. Yeah. So on the 18th, Great. and then the 25th is an off week anyway. Uh, oh. May 13th. There are beer festivals almost, basically almost every single weekend in really? Japan throughout the summer. So if you go, um, there's probably going to be something on. Wow. And the laws for that are, are relaxed, too, of how to put on a festival? Oh, that's pretty, what you're worried it's about. It's pretty laid back. Uh, and, it, right. and most of them are all you can drink, and they're cheap. So you drop, say, $30, $40 for all you can drink. Yeah. And obviously they're priced uh, for you know people to sip. And if you get some pretty hardcore, dedicated craft drinkers yeah. from you know, you know, these parts over there in Japan, uh, it, it can be Interesting. quite a lot of beer that you can drink for $30, $40. Sounds like a great time. A very great time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a, a quick break. Actually, it's not going to be so quick. No, we're it's going to be a long break. If you're yeah. listening live, it's going to be a, a long break. But uh, if you're listening on podcast, you won't know the difference. Uh, Koedo Beer Company. Go check them out um, <coughs> in Japan. Great beer. We're enjoying it over here. And then we're going to come back with Rye and talk more about the uh, Japan beer Scene times yeah. stuff yeah. fascinating yeah. things going on. Over. Uh, plus, we got some feedback to do. We got some beer news to do. We got all sorts of things to do, uh, and some beers to taste that JP brought in. Yeah, I did it. So, Ryan, if you help us with that, that'd be cool. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to the Brewcasters, Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. 
few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or Visit the store in Dublin, California, and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. If you don't know Yeast Man, you're missing out. White Labs Yeast Manager, Yeast Man, is available free to any brewer. Yeast Man is your direct link to White Labs Yeast Production Facility. Yes, you can check yeast availability, and yes, you can place an order, but Yeast Man is much more. View yeast quality control and analytical reports. See your big QC day entries and reports. Get access to the entire White Labs catalog, specials on overruns of freshly made yeast, and customized options for your account. Yeastman is the only real-time online ordering in the business connected directly to factory production. Yeastman is always on and always live. It's the largest online marketplace for specialty brewer's yeast and related products. Visit yeastman.com today and tap directly into White Labs production facility. Gonna brew? Yeast man to the rescue. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Star treatment today. 
Adventures in Homebrewing have the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes. Some of the things homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the Brutus brew stands and propane burners, the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven-pound hopper, custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels, coolers, and mini-sized brew pots. The brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all-grain brewing. Adventures in Homebrewing original recipes are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Homebrewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. Brewing Network listeners receive 10% off their homebrewing.org orders when they use coupon code IPA at checkout. See terms and conditions for full details. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Yes, welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. Just had a little dinner out there. It's a great thing about the Hop Grenade. This new studio, you can have a beer and chill out with people. You don't have to be in my kitchen. I don't have to look at you in my kitchen anymore. <laughs> I don't like being in your kitchen. You don't, right. you don't, I never really liked it. You don't pee in my bathroom. <laughs> um, oh, I still pee in your bathroom. I mean, yeah. technically, I guess you pee in my bathroom, but I share the bathroom with the Moscowitzes. Oh, okay. You know. I got to say, I do miss your uh, your spaghetti sauce. Mm. Oh, yeah. They used to make us. Oh, oh. maybe I should bring in one night to uh, no. do pasta. Fuck you, JP. <laughs> you know what? Get the fuck out of here. You can't. You can diss everything good. except for my pasta sauce. Yes, Uncle Tony's sauce. Can't diss Uncle Tony's sauce. Um, it's, I don't like that. It's too caramely. It's too dark. Too many dark flavors. You let it simmer too long. You are a Greek mm. idiot, is what you I are. just like hey. that. Look, you impressed my people for, for 200 years. You know, what are you going to do? Oh. Impress me again? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking burn about. Down. I'm You'll eat this sauce. From, I'm going to take a cue from Baltimore. Just but, burn it down. I don't care. Go ahead. I don't even care right now. <laughs> They're just standing aside. Oh, I won't do that. And it was on Gloria's air. sauce, by I'm the way. I'm eating right now. Yeah. I don't care. Get I don't out. like that. Yeah. We're just going to play the JP puppet for the rest of the time. <laughs> the puppet. <laughs> <For> <laughs> virtual That's JP. All right. Let's do some beer news uh, before it gets too late. Beer news is brought to you today by the National Homebrewers Conference. That's right. It's happening. Uh, it starts June 11th. You can go to ahaconference.org. There are tickets still available. It's in San Diego at the Town & Country Resort, which is an awesome place to have it. I'm looking forward to it this year. Of course, we're having our 10th anniversary party at the same time. But the conference itself is going to be fantastic. Go get your tickets right now, ahaconference.org. All right, what's in the news? Well, heading down towards San Diego, you might run into Cal Poly Pomona, and uh, that college fired up its uh, new stainless steel brewery back in December, and it's joined a growing number of colleges that are now offering courses on the production of craft beer. Nice. Uh, This program at Cal Poly takes a a step further, though. They are actually kegging the results of their labors, and they're selling it on campus. Um, so they're calling it Innovation Brew Works. The, the director uh, of the dining services for the Cal Poly Foundation, Aaron Nielsen, says uh, to make the uh, beer here and sell the beer here and have a cafe on site, we have an educational component, and we're the first to put all of those pieces together. Uh, a few feet away, senior chemistry major Stephen Moser was in the back of the room 
uh, and he was brewing up a batch of ale in a few weeks. His work will end up in the glasses of patrons at the cafe and the signs. Uh, there's signs in the front door reminding people to drink responsibly, of course, which colleges wait, wait. are known for. So students can brew beer in the program and then it can be served at the cafe? Yep. Okay, that's badass. Uh, I don't think that Davis has cool. that. Do they, Tasty? No. I don't know if they have a beer outlet there or not, but they sure they beer do. is obviously brewed by students. It is brewed, but I, don't, I think it's then uh, technically dumped. Yes. Um, that's a cool way to uh, be able to learn about beer. Also serve it at the pub. Uh, of course, if it's bad, then you might get bullied. But, uh, <laughs> Cyber bullied. As, as you should. Yeah. Well, being an educational institution, they should know all the off flavors. That's true. That's in 101, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Oh, I really like that. Well, to the best of my knowledge, there are no other campuses that do that. You mentioned Davis. They uh, they do not sell the beer. They have no plans to. And this is an AP story I pulled this from, and they did quote Professor Bamforth. Um, and he says that getting into the retail ends of things would be a distraction for him and his students. And he does say, yeah, what happens to the creations? Well, they get dumped down the drain. Yeah. Well, I guess he makes a point the, about the distraction. Yeah, uh, but wait a minute. Half the guys are going to end up at well, uh, some percentage are going to end up at a brew pub, and they're going to find themselves doing bar shifts and uh, yeah. and uh, you know choosing guest beers. And you know they're going to be involved in, uh, in the retail side. Yeah. Well, that's true. So why not learn that, well, too? What, well, what yeah. is the distraction part? Trying to make sellable beer? <laughs> that doesn't sound like a distraction for someone going no, no, to the Davis it's, program. It's not the making part. It's the actually the selling part. Because now you're selling oh, and you're students. doing the books. Yeah, you gotta have making the students tenders. actually bartend and pour the beers? Yeah. And, and do the other sides okay. and, of the business. Right. Which, I, so Tasty makes a good point. That's a good you know, other part of the business to learn. But Davis is focused on just brewing the beer. Yeah, manufacturing okay. beer. I thought you were yeah. saying actually selling the beer that they're making is a distraction. Right. But he's talking about actually having the students do it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, to, to, to your guys' point, th- that is what the university sort of envisioned. So, like, the associate dean, uh, Michael Godfrey, he brought Bruce Studies to Cal Poly originally back in 2000, uh, 2000 with just a single class on uh, culture and history of beer. But, yeah, he envisions Innovation Brew Works to eventually become the centerpiece of studies for chemistry students interested in learning, you know, the science of beer, as well as hospitality students and communications, marketing beer. Graphic students. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, they can all... all these departments can work together yeah, on the yeah. product oh. that the brewery students oh, yeah. work on. The marketing people yeah. could handle the beer sales. The, yeah. the brewers can just do the brewery. Exactly. And, the, and this is not uh, Cal Poly. It's not new territory. Cal Poly, Pomona has been they're, – they're about 30 miles east of L.A. for everyone that's not from California. They, they're well positioned to take this trend to the next level and hopefully you know influence other campuses that already have brewing programs and even those who don't. They have uh, operated their own ranch, their own hotel, huh. their own event center. Wow. So this is – Right up there, Alan. Yeah. Well, finally yeah. a reason to go to Pomona. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've been or to college. I don't know if you knew that, but that's actually the city's new slogan. Finally, uh, with this, yeah. yeah. Finally. Finally. Pomona. Finally, a reason to come here. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, you don't have a reason to go to Maple Grove, Minnesota, and not not if you're looking <laughs> for a new Glarus spotted cow, at least. <laughs> Minnesota. Fine. No, never no, mind. So, no. Sorry. Still no reason. <laughs> yeah, to. I was there. Yeah, there's a bar there in, in Maple Grove that was busted just last week for selling spotted cow, which is the, the cream ale from New Glarus. And uh, interestingly, I was just shipped a bunch of this beer. Uh, we're going to do a cream ale episode on Brewing with Style. No, we weren't. We don't have it. <laughs> yeah. We'll never well, no, see it. We're not selling it okay. like this bar is. We're, yeah. um, Can they send more I mean, than one bottle? <laughs> 
<laughs> Finally, I'm enjoying it at my house. This is one right. time where I'm proud to announce that you guys will get none of it and we won't be selling it. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have a bunch of commercial beer that a listener sent all of us, and I've saved it for this moment. But uh, ahead. Very generous. Yeah. For this yeah. moment. Like, except for me, I don't get any of them. What else did they send you, Scott? Everyone learning. Scott. They did also send, uh, what is the cherry sour? $500! <laughs> they sent him the cherry sour? Or uh, so, so, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I, I'm going to... Uh, no, you're not. I'm saving it. No, no, I, yeah, I, I am. I am. I'm going to share Like the rare barrel beer? Right. I, I'm still sitting on all that stuff. Why? <laughs> because I told him to. Why not distribute it? Because we're going to do a big uh, party with it. Doubt it. Our 10th anniversary with you? party. What's wrong with you? When do I steal joke. beer from he you? He said the same running joke for the past six months. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> he said we. Don't get mad at me. Yeah, now. but I'm, the joke's on him, not me. I'm telling you that I, <laughs> I told him to do it, and you're like, what? When? When? So? The joke's on that asshole, not this asshole. He said the hop grenade staff is going to have a big party with the BN. Yeah, we're not yeah. 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 Right. Tasty will get invited. Yeah. yeah. That's good. <laughs> well, he spends money here. Yeah. All right. So this this bar in uh, Maple Grove, they got busted for selling the new Glarus beer. Now, just ruminate on that that, that headline for a second. It's the, the headline is basically bar busted sells how? beer. Right. And they got busted. So apparently it's only <laughs> legal to distribute Spotted Cow in Wisconsin where it's made. Yeah, um, they're all weird the about The brewery it. explains, um, sorry about the limited distribution, non-Wisconsinites. It says this on their website. Uh, there are only so many hours in the day to make beer, and we can only keep up with local demand. Uh, the guys at Maple Tavern are in a heap of trouble after authorities got an anonymous tip that somebody uh, had purchased kegs to sell the forbidden beer at the bar. Maple Grove's about 45 miles from the state line, just to give you some geography. Uh, investigators noticed a photo of Spotted Cow on tap uh, on Maple Tavern's Facebook page hmm. and were served some when they visited the bar undercover. <laughs> Why would you put it on your Facebook page? Uh, well, they don't. They didn't know. It's a was rare, it, oh, it's it was a rare like beer. incidental. Someone took a photo, it like a selfie, and it was in the background. I, the key here is the anonymous tip, yeah. which right. I, have to, I have to assume yeah. is some disgruntled hey, ex-girlfriend um, of somebody or, or something. Or yeah. it was the bar next down the street. Right. A little bit. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. And they're like, "Hey, look what's going on here." Anonymous <laughs> tip, and also the the undercover sting operation. Like, how many pints did the officers order? Because, like, if you recall, <laughs> do you remember the whole Heidi Fleiss thing where there was an undercover sting operation to, to bust Heidi Fleiss's ring of uh, very high-end prostitutes? Yes. She had her little black book, and celebrities were hitting her. Yeah, I tried to sign up for that BJ. <laughs> <laughs> that legal BJ. That must have been the best sting operation in the history of the force because these guys were getting serviced by these women. Yeah. Hey, you got to build from, evidence. From are, are you yeah, sure? You I'm not sure. We you build go evidence, back. and then you release evidence. Yeah. And then you build yeah. evidence, and then, okay. Uh, it's going to have to go to completion, I think, for this to be real evidence. Evidence. This is what happened. At you Maple are disgusting. <laughs> but honest. This is what happened. They right. they ordered eighty five spotted cows, and then went. This is illegal. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, the uh, bar owner, or one of them, Brandon Halvka, says uh, we made a mistake, uh, but it was all done with very good intentions. They made a mistake. <laughs> we sold beer. Right. Uh, what happens next is a bit unclear. Under Minnesota law, it is a felony, quote, to transport or import alcoholic beverages into the state for purposes of resale, uh, and quote, without a proper license. Scott Wasserman, a spokesman for the Minnesota Department of Public Safety, told The Post that the investigation is active and charges have not yet been filed, so he can't really say what the penalties will be. Uh, one, you have to assume at least a hefty fine. Maybe their license gets threatened. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. 
Uh, Nuclearis was not involved in the investigation, uh, uh, but they did apparently get a call about it from the owner of the tavern, who apologized profusely. Oh, that's uh, good. And then Nuclearis president, Deb Carey, she said, uh, she was like, yeah, I, I, you don't have to apologize for selling my beer. And she later noted that she kind of felt bad for him. It's not oh. even the first time that she's had a bar get caught for selling her beer, she said. And uh, she wasn't mad about it. You know, she said it's flattering. Spotted Cow is uh, beloved beer. And she was like, well, you know, there's a lot of good Minnesota beer. There's great breweries over there. Uh, people just love our beer. Okay. <laughs> I, you know, that's. I'd like to hear them responding like that. I've heard them respond in not such a nice way before. So it's nice to see them coming around a little bit. What else we got in the news? Uh, let's see. There is one more that I – my laptop is now frozen. Oh, here we go. I'm still using this, like, a. Uh, I think you bought that when we laptop. founded the Brewing Network. No, I, I, I inherited it from my dad, which who'd been using it for years. You are such a cheap bastard. <laughs> okay, one more. Australian Prime Minister Tony Abbott was caught on video uh, downing a beer in a few seconds at a Sydney pub, prompting comparisons to another beer-chugging former leader and sparking a debate on social media. Uh, the video recorded uh, reportedly on Saturday night showed the leader knocking back a glass of Australia's Victoria Bitter in about six seconds as a large crowd surrounding him yelled, Skull, which, as you might uh, gather, is uh, Aussie for Chug. Abbott was, quote, proud as punch when he grabbed a beer and, quote, drank from head to toe the entire schooner, dribbling little bits on his shirt. That's a quote from Simon Carotis. Cheater. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't <laughs> yeah. win the challenge. Chug it again, yeah. buddy. <laughs> Simon is an Australian Let's rules uh, football coach for the University of Technology, Sydney. Um, Carotis said that uh, his university's football team was holding an event at the pub, and they spotted the prime minister. They walked over, and they said, hey, Tony, will you come over and have a beer uh, with all the players? And he said, no problem. Uh, his uh, his chug drew parallels with Bob Hawke, who was the prime minister from 83 to 91 and was reputedly a world champion for drinking a yard glass of beer. Oh about uh, three pints in 11 seconds. Before you know it, he's in the locker room slapping <laughs> towels and, and he's hanging out with the rugby guys. You know how it goes, right, guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I slap towels all the time. He should have done a uh, keg stand. I hear that your dad did a keg stand <laughs> at uh, the uh, Martinez Beer Festival last week. Still reeling. Uh, or maybe I should say at an undisclosed location uh, last weekend. Yeah. Your dad did a keg stand? I'm blown. Uh, yeah, I'm blown away. I still I still, my, don't believe my eyes. Did someone pay him to do it? Did he have to have his arm twisted? Uh, no, nah, I think Bevo, did you go before he did? Right. Bevo, oh, oh, Bevo, you did a keg yeah. stand too? In yeah. a skirt. Do, do beer bongs still yeah. exist? <laughs> Where's the video of that? She was like, there she was is. Like, it need, exists. She was it like, exists. I need guys to hold my legs. And then she also had skirt holders holding oh, the skirt. I had rules. There were there, my there are, This isn't. Numb. There are rules. My skirt had to stay in place. There could be no judgment about the possibility of there of being your some granny stubble, panties? of there being some stubble on my leg. Oh, I see. Okay. And they had to be prepared to lift me up because it was being videoed, and I didn't want anybody to look like they were struggling as right. they lifted me. Oh, Lord, no veins popping out on their arms. What kind it. of shirt were you wearing? Did your boobs uh, pretend to pop out? I was wearing the black Brewing Network tank top. Oh, tank top. Yes. So they did pretend to pop out. Where's that video? Dude. It's on Kevin's don't phone. Don't be a creeper. <laughs> Kevin's phone. Oh, wait. Sorry. Yeah, ask me to stop breathing. <laughs> right. You should go ahead and stop breathing. Yeah. yeah we, so well, you did it, and then Marty was yeah, like, Marty, well, if Bevo can exactly. do it. <laughs> Hold my skirt. <laughs> and I just want to clarify, did because you know, people out? listening might think, well, you know, the guy's, you know, he's got the, he has the beer bar. The oh, no, he's straight laced. Well, yeah. Growing oh. up, he would have like a glass of red wine with dinner. 
eh, five out of seven nights a week. But one glass. Yeah. You know, company would come over. He'd have one gin martini. Sure. One. But he'd have one. That yeah. was it. I never saw him drink more than one ever. I'm pretty sure I've gotten him drunker in the history of his association with me yeah. than he has been in his whole oh, life. Oh, easily. Or easily. more times, I should say. Easily. <laughs> uh, so he's at the festival. And was he drunk? I, I don't know, Beef. Was he drunk? No, not really. He was fine, and yeah. but he he just he thought it looked fun. I guess so. <laughs> He's like, it looks great. Yeah. Wow. And uh, how long did he last? Did he time it? You got to time it. It was, it was fairly short, wasn't it? A few yeah, seconds? it was just a couple seconds. I, I think it kind of couple seconds. I think it shocked him. He was like, well, "Holy well, crap!" Let me be clear. This was not a proper keg yeah. stand. We were we were drinking out of the jockey box. Yeah, it was a jockey. So stand. It was very difficult. I like it. That's even better. For some reason. It was Martinez. <laughs> yeah. Martinez cake stand. Beef, can you do the description of how he accepted Kevin's challenge? <laughs> like, do you want me to act it out? Or well, you got to say it, it somehow. Yeah. Uh, so Kevin was like, come on, Marty, let's send this to Justin. You know, make him realize he's missing out being in Hawaii, which really. <laughs> yeah. um, I was missing out. Yeah, you were. I never got the video, though, but all right. And so Marty's like, no, no, it's okay. It's fine. And then Kevin, I think, asked him one more time, like, oh, come on, Marty, you could, you should do it. Marty then took his sunglasses off and tossed them onto the table like, I don't give a fuck. All right, let's do this. <laughs> wow. Now, Kevin's our GM, of course, here at the Hop Grenade. Was, uh, was Kevin sober? No, Kevin's no. a pusher, too. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You have to do this. No, we're doing this. Is Marty wow. a two-times oh, guy? Did Kevin do it? got to ask him the no, same Kevin thing twice. Do it. Ah, he's a pusher who doesn't do it. Even better. It was amazing. I couldn't believe it. All right. Well, anyway, that's the news brought to you by the American Homebrewers Association, who are uh, holding their beloved conference down in San Diego. Go to ahaconference.org and uh, get your tickets if you haven't already. That's right. All right, let's do a little bit of feedback. Uh, feedback is brought to you today by our good friends down at HopTech Homebrew Supply. HopTech Homebrew. Check them out. Uh, they actually just remodeled their store, too. So if you're local, really go check them out. But you can buy online as well. They're down in Dublin, California. HopTech Homebrew, supporting this show and giving you good stuff. All right, HH writes in, uh, hey, ladies, and no talent hacks. Number one, I don't think anyone has mentioned this, but Nicole got drunk that one time and it was pretty annoying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, that's pretty when, when was that? Which time? <laughs> Number two, I was listening to the 420 discussion. Uh, so last week, yeah, I guess. Last week. Of the, I, How do you I, forget I, that? It's the main staple holiday. Of everyone's the been talking universe. about it. I think he has the date wrong, though. Um, Probably. I was listening to the 420 discussion of the East versus West Coast IPA comparison. No, so on. So this on, was when the, on that show we had feedback. feedback. We had a couple pieces of feedback uh, saying that we didn't do East Coast beers justice, ah, and okay. uh, how dare we poo-poo the finer uh, points of the East Coast IPAs? We didn't poo-poo them, though. We just we, said. We could tell them the difference. I kind of did. Was well, that? Po- yeah, oh, but we you, did. of course, yeah. you did. That well, people yeah. were surprised about that. Yeah. But the, did the rest of us? We all said the East Coast beers well, we were good. Talked about the differences, uh, and I, I appreciated the differences. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I did we shit on them? Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh. yeah. Totally. we kind of did. Okay, all right. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Uh, so he says, I was listening to the discussion. You really need to do another comparison. Uh, this time, comparing acclaimed West Coast IPAs, which you did, to acclaimed East Coast IPAs, which you did not. We did neither. 
either, actually. Well, but Hedy uh, Topper, Topper's Hedy like Topper's the, not an acclaimed well, one? Well, he says, uh, except Hedy Topper. Uh, he goes, uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. I lived on the East Coast my whole life, and I haven't heard of any of the East Coast beers you tried, except for Hedy Topper. I'm not saying you tried a bunch of random shit, but you tried a bunch of random shit. <laughs> now, mm. I, uh, not that I'm defending uh, us, per se, because I don't know exactly what happened, but yeah. th- we didn't go out and choose these beers. They were sent to us right. by an East Coast listener yes. who recommended we do a side-by-side. Yeah, right. they, they were uh, so given they to were, us as representation of the finest that East Coast has. So, of course, every East Coaster is going to have a different idea of what yeah. that representation is. And But I'm just saying, you know, we didn't come up with the thing. We just Look, got beer sent to us. Send us beer if you want us to do other ones. I mean, we can't clearly find East Coast beers out here. Right. So, there you go. I'm happy to do another one, but what happens if it just keeps going on and on like this? <laughs> then, then I'll be like, you guys need to reinvent your show. One more time. <laughs> you just yeah. haven't had the right beers. I mean, we'll I send them the know. recipe for Blind Pick. And, <laughs> just, and we'll do it again. I think one, one guy from last week's uh, feedback was like, at least you could just admit that East Coast beers were exceptional, uh, you know, examples of the style. They were. I'm like, well, no, they were because we shit all over them. <laughs> because we we picked the West Coast beers. Did I we think shit that all we, over them? Or we just said well, they were. I sweet. remember. I remember a shit like Hetty Topper was cloudy yeah. and grainy and had no body and like all yeah. this kind of shit. They they uh, just want yeah. an East Coast IPA style, which is just not as good. Ooh. As West Coast well, IPAs. That's basically two, what we were saying. Two West Coast people. Right. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do, man? Right. What do you right. think we're going to do? Like, oh. I love East Coast IPAs, so... I'm sure they're fine. It's just, yeah, a, it's just not the same. An East Coast IPA is never going to pass for a West Coast IPA. They're not the same beer. <laughs> right. So you don't love East Coast IPAs? No, no, no. I'm saying I'm never going to taste an East Coast IPA and be like, oh, this must be like Firestone, or this must be... Two one A, like they're I just love different how blind beers. Pig is tasting right now, yeah, right. They're different beers, right? Rye, you want to weigh in on this? <laughs> Did you? Well, miss- actually, I recently interviewed uh, Colby, yeah. of, of Ballast, Ballast Point. Yeah. Uh, he's featured in our upcoming issue. Excellent. And he gave one of the, the best explanations I've ever read or heard about West Coast IPAs and how um, you know the way they just they massively dry hop these, and it, and it has this kind of like you know this. Um, Kind of like almost the resin yeah. of the hop in there. It's got this viscosity in there that you know we can actually take the we can you know not make it as malty because it's going to have that kind of perceived sweetness to it. And that made so much from sense. these resins. Yeah. yeah, it made so much sense to me. And you don't get that in East Coast. I grew up on the East Coast. And you don't get that in East Coast IPAs. You don't even get up you know up in the in the north uh, northwest like Seattle in Portland. I just got back from CBC. Yeah, and and, and the minute he explained it, I, I got it. I was like, that's a West Coast IPA because people bandy about this term, but it was the first time it made sense that you don't need to make this heavy bodied malty yeah beer because you've got the perceived sweetness coming from all all the hops from and, the resins. And you yeah, don't, you yeah. don't get that on the East coast really maybe with um maybe with dogfish um but you know yeah some of their ipas can get a little little bit maltier on the east coast yeah well you get that with east coast beers if they made them right (laughs) so all right so hh i would just say uh you know send us the beer you want us to try that's fine but i have a feeling it's gonna you know it could just get uglier All right, Kevin writes in, hello, good peeps. I can't find the BN podcast on the Windows Phone Store anymore. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> there's a Windows oh, Phone what? Store? They still make those? I, now, this one I don't even know how to address because I, was it ever on the Windows Phone Store? Because I didn't put it there. Yeah. Is that an Android phone? It's no, a it's a Windows Phone. I guess it used to be there, and now it's not. Yeah. That means that some listener put it there for us and has died or something or stopped <laughs> putting it there. So I don't um, – um, used to, it used to be there. I, it's, can you please check this? 
We no. checked it. Okay. Does Kevin yeah, want me to be there. honest right now? Yes. He does. We'll redouble sure. our efforts on that. <laughs> yeah, let me. All right. I'm going to be honest, Kevin. I'm going to redouble my efforts on checking that it's in the Windows store. We'll put Bev right on it. We'll put Sam right on it. I don't mean to be a jerk, Kevin, but I, I really don't put the show anywhere. Put it People put it places, and I can't yeah. be bothered. We might get listeners if we did that. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> yeah. All right, Clayton writes in, um, oh, what happened to the Brewmaster's Warehouse, uh, your sponsor? I went on the site, and it says it's closed. I don't know that, uh, actually. I don't know what happened. I do know that there were uh, you know, some, some personal things uh, that I, I can't, you know, I don't want to disclose. I had spoken with the sponsor, but that was months ago, and uh, I thought things were, were doing okay, and I, I'm actually just as surprised as everybody else. I just found out today that it appears that Brewmaster's Warehouse uh, might have closed, and uh, I'm going to try to reach out to Ed over there, and he, he's always very nice to us. And you know what? They, they were a supporter of the Brewing Network for years now. I mean, yeah, more yeah. than five years, I think. Uh, and just really a, a steady, longtime supporter. And I, I can't thank them enough for that. I'm, I'm saddened to hear that they're closed. Uh, it bums me out. I, I'm going to try to reach out to Ed. And um, if he will allow me to elaborate to, on air, then I will do so. But uh, I've got to respect his privacy, too. But yeah. I, I'm bummed to, to see that. They were, they were good people and good sponsors. The world needs more good. More gooder homebrew show. <clears throat> More gooder ones, yeah. Um, HH is in the chat room who wrote that email about okay. us dissing IPAs. Yeah. Uh, or what does he want from us? And he says, I was totally drunk when I wrote that email during last week's show. Now I can't think. I cannot think of a really good East Coast IPA <laughs> other <laughs> to send us. than Dogfish or Bells. Oh, okay. Oh, well, so now Bells might have done Wait, well in that uh, side-by-side. But- Wait. Bells, Michigan is not the East Coast, guys. Uh, well, but still, that side of the I Mississippi. Love, Bells Two Hearted is one of my favorite IPAs, <laughs> but does, it's not East Coast. You make a good point. He doesn't mention Hetty Topper, and right. he can't choose another one, and so we're right. right. We win. What about yeah. what about Cigar City down? Don't aren't they in Florida? Florida, yeah. yeah. They make they make some good stuff. And that is East Coast, but is that what people really consider? That's the, That's South. the Southeast. Right. That's a whole True. different yeah. dirty. South. When people say the East Coast, it's like what. Like New North, York, North Carolina, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and there are East Coast breweries making West Coast style IPAs. Like Wicked Weeds, their IPA is awesome, and it also happens to be a West Coast style. But they're North they're, Carolina, right? Yeah, they're on. So the we East could Coast. call them East Coast, right? All right, should have sent us that. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go, H H. Thanks, th- th- thanks for the concession. Appreciate it. All right, and finally, Alex writes in, uh, hey, guys, I realize you get emails like this all the time, but I can't seem to download download or play the first Sunday session with Dave McLean from uh, Magnolia, of course, about cast conditioning. It was a 2-19-06 episode. I tried all the usual tricks, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah, so the only thing I could say, that, uh, Alex, I will check that uh, individual episode for you. Uh, I don't know of anything wrong with it, uh, but I'll check it. Uh, usually this problem is due to that we have limits on how many shows you can download per day, and that's something like 12. 12 episodes. Uh, once you go 12 episodes, you got to wait 24 hours and download the next 12. And since our shows are anywhere from one hour to 100 hours long, uh, 12 episodes should be more than enough to get you through a 24-hour period. And we had to do that because the traffic was just uh, too too large. So um, wait 24 hours and see if you can download it, and then let me know. And otherwise, I'll, I'll go make sure the file's good. So thanks for writing in about it and letting us know. Yeah. And that's your feedback, brought to you today by HopTech Homebrew. All right. Uh, Hey, Beardy. Yes. <laughs> I don't know Can why. Can you like, smell what's coming? Yes. I, I, I want to shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, I will. Uh, are you getting enough, Beardy? <laughs> Never. I mean, I bet you'd you'd like more, right? Sure. Well, AdamandEve.com wants to give you more. Really? 
Yes. <laughs> That's never happened before. <laughs> yeah. For uh, free? Uh, ten free things. Whoa. Yes. You don't even have to marry them. Yes. This is nice. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm yeah. already married. Apparently. If only you had heard this ad just a little sooner, <laughs> right. JP. <laughs> I know. Uh, all right. Well, first you'll get a sexy surprise for her. What does that do me? Well, I don't know, but second, you get a specially selected toy for him. Awesome. What does that do? <laughs> right. <laughs> and third, a little something we know that you both enjoy, which is six full-length adult movie DVDs. That'll last me like eight years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 18 seconds at a time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Six full. What is full length? We never knew. Uh, it's about know. nine inches. Uh, and then number oh. 10, uh, uh, free shipping on your entire order. And all you have to do is uh, go to adamandeve.com and enter coupon code BNARMY at checkout. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y, BNARMY at checkout. Ten free gifts, free shipping, a lot of, you know, one for you, one for her, DVD, all that stuff. Uh, adamandeve.com and, um, you yeah, know, check it out. Anybody can do it. They don't even exclude uh, employees. Uh, you know, a lot oh. of times contests are like, oh, yeah. excluding employees. No, uh, they told me one time, hey, if you ever want anything, just give us a call. <laughs> and I was like, give you a call? I'm like, really? I'm going to call and go, all right, so listen, uh, here's that- my li- I need a double-sided, uh, and then I'm going to need the, I mean, the one with the thing that spins around. I need the pink <laughs> glitter tickler. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, with the whirly, gig. With the whirly having- gig on the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I need a whip. And, uh, yeah, why would I ever call them for that? That's, then it's like going to the store. I've right. always said Adam and Eve is great because you don't have to go to the store and right. look like a creep. You do it all at home in the comfort of your laptop. Yeah. I'm not going to send, right. like, our sponsor connection my list, even via email. Uh, hey, Jody, no. or whatever her name is. <laughs> uh, so I, I made this list over the Marcella. weekend. I was hoping you could, you know, maybe hook it up. Yeah. <laughs> you could fulfill my... It's, right. it's, it's, I need a real doll and a... <laughs> but with an email, like, you can't hear the disappointment <laughs> compared to the phone. Well, there's emoticons. Oh, really? I mean, it's do their other the sponsors do this? And they... I don't know, but it, it's it, it's kind of like calling up a sex shop or going to... It's kind of like uh, the awkwardness when you call up your doctor to make an appointment and the nurse goes, okay, what do you want to see the doctor about? And you would just want to go, it's fucking personal? Yeah, like, I just want I to talk know. to the doctor. Well, we have to know, <laughs> sir. And you're like, well, if I could just talk... Well, we have to know what to write on the chart. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, write that my penis is swollen, all right? I don't want to tell you. I got it stuck in a mayonnaise jar, okay? And <laughs> yeah. the balls and everything. And it hurts. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always weird. Maybe we ought to make a list. Maybe we ought to work together on the creepiest email list we can come up. And I should send it to Adam and Eve. And they'll just, maybe they'll just send it. Just call them. I don't want to call them. We'll do it on air. Yes. All right. After all, the, after all these years, I finally have a list for you. Can we talk? Sure. Yes. Uh, yeah. What is yeah. it? All right. How great would it be if a guy answered the phone? Hello? <laughs> Like a, like a wrong number. Yeah. Swore the Italian man. Uh, all right, Daryl. Here's the deal. Uh, <laughs> ben, I'm gonna need 18 <laughs> double-sided. I don't know. Yeah, the two footers. Yeah, Burning Man. Yeah, none of that weak <laughs> shit, Daryl. I need the. Two, I'm talking two footers. I here. want the one <laughs> two footer for the one footer price. Right. Yeah. Essentially, uh, I, I right. want a giant slipper slide with a bank of dildos right. on the right. end <laughs> because you know. I gotta uh, have some fun. I gotta come out of this shit hard right, and fast. And four way, because there's the party. <laughs> right. Uh, all right, well, you can get yours at adamandeve.com. Use coupon code BNARMY. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, JP brought some beer in for us to try. Yeah, it's commercial beer that a listener sent in for us all to enjoy. Oh, yeah, that's real nice. nice. Huh. <laughs> How'd you get it? Wow. Not, uh, from, not from the East Coast. Not from the East Coast. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're for us to enjoy. Yeah, we're still gonna get yelled at for what we say about it. I'm sure. They're from Ohio, as a matter of fact. Uh, God damn it, Ohio. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back.
You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially responsible for something explosive and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meadery is exploding. Yeah, exploding across the country. Wait, they just landed in Australia with insane quality meads. With nearly 70 different varieties of mead on the market, Moonlight Meadery has blown up the mead category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? What? Seriously? What? You're paying money for that watered-down mead when you could have a Moonlight Mead? Moonlight Meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say party? If you want mead and want the best, you want meads from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. And now get 15% off by going to moonlightmeadery.com forward slash BNARMY and use coupon code BNARMY at checkout. Hey, sign me up for that party. Attention, homebrewers. If you like making labels for your handcrafted awesomeness and wish more people could see how great you are, then check this out. GrogTag, the makers of custom reusable labels and craftbeerandbrewing.com are hosting the first ever National Homebrew Label Awards. The top 10 labels will be featured at the 2015 National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego to more than 5,000 attendees and more than $2,500 in prizes 
will be awarded. If you've created a label at any time in the past year, you're eligible to enter. Grog Tag and Craft Beer and Brewing have teamed up with great sponsors like More Beer and the Brewing Network to make this competition a great one to enter. Submit your entries between March 1st and June 1st for your chance at fortune and glory at homebrewlabelawards.com. That's homebrewlabelawards.com. Submit your label entries today. Good luck, and we'll see you in San Diego. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. Steel Panther playing uh, just before NHC in Southern California. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you get us tickets for that yet? No. Which day is it? Is it like the Monday? I, th- I think it's the Wednesday. I want to say it's the night for our bullshit. Our bullshit Wednesday, Wednesday is the night. I think it's Tuesday, the night before our <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> oh, maybe they're open Wednesday. Maybe we can get them to our gig. I was yeah, thinking about that, but I huh? think we're already over budget. How, how much do you think they cost, Tasty? Thirty grand? Oh, I would no. guess 25 easily. Yeah. 25K? Easily. What a show that But how be. many 10th anniversaries is the VN going to have? Uh, I don't know, 20, 30 of them, I think. Oh, all right then. Yeah. We're going to do it every 10 years. Okay. <laughs> the same <laughs> the first same 10th, 10th anniversary. anniversary. Yeah. yeah. So it's okay. our 10. Hey, how's your Pico Brew doing, Jippy? It's doing pretty good. Uh, I just kegged uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What'd you keg? Uh, that ESB from our... Um... Oh, Heretic Brew Day? Yeah. So from our, and from our deal, are you going to pour that down at the uh, National Homebrewers Conference? Yeah, thinking nice. about it for yeah. sure. And so I, I, I would like to have, if it lasts, um, the beer that I made at uh, Heretic, and then my uh, brewing partner in crime, Michael. Yeah, I think that was his name. I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, it's from Michael uh, now, from, from Quaff. Quaff. Yeah, your, your close partner. Yeah, my close personal friend. Right. Um, and he's going to brew his batch that he did on the same day. He couldn't make it up, but we did the same recipe with the same everything, same yeast, and he brewed on the same exact day, but. Unfortunately, just not with us. Excellent. Oh, it's like me color does it. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. don't show up. You don't have to be there. But yeah, well, you don't have to be there. Without all the pretentiousness. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, there were some of that. Or the cool hats. <laughs> or the <Yeah>. cool hats. <laughs> uh, so what's Pico Brew, and, uh, Pico Brew doing in the meantime? Just like hanging out? And it's hanging looking, out right looking now. Looking cool? But I'm going to take it up to uh, Grog Tag. We're going to do a big brew day because I think the second, I think Saturday is uh, National Homebrew Day. Oh, yeah. It is. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, uh, it's oh. Big Brew Day. Big Brew Day. Which isn't the same thing? I think it's the same thing. Yeah. The same they thing. combined them uh, years ago. <laughs> they just got big. Because, yeah, they used to be. Okay, right. Yeah, um, actually, that's this Saturday. Yeah. And if you, you can go to homebrewersassociation.org and uh, uh, register your event if your club is doing a big brew day and you haven't done that, uh, you, should, you should do that. So you're, you're going to brew for big brew day. Yeah, I'm going to brew on the Pico Brew. I don't know what yet. We'll figure out what, uh, what everyone at Grog Tag wants to brew. But, uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. So, you know, and that's the beauty of it. There's going to be a couple people who work there hauling their systems up. I don't have to do that. I just shove it in the back seat and I'm off. That's nice. Where so, you go? Are you happy with the uh, the whole process and the equipment so far? I still love it. You love yeah, it? It's yeah, it's so easy. Yeah. I, yeah, I love it, man. I was talking to Chris Graham over there at More Beer. Uh, you know, they're selling them at More Beer now, too. Oh, really? Oh, really? And he also know. loves it. He he wanted to test how compact it is, like to see if, if apartment people would really like it. Yeah. So he moved it up into his office, right. which is about <laughs> the size of Bevo's office, yeah. maybe even smaller, and he brewed a beer in his office. Uh, and he's like, it went fine. I just stuck it in the corner, brewed a beer, and I just wanted to see if I could really mm. look people in the eye and say this is perfect for small spaces. <laughs> That's impressive because I don't even like sorting paper in it's my a- office. <laughs> yeah, he put the Pico brew in his office. Yeah, 
It's cool, man. I yeah, I dig it. I was talking to uh, Jeremy, who was at the Brew Day, and he was on Doctor Homebrew last week. Yeah, um, and he was like, "Yeah, I still can't believe that thing." You know, everyone was brewing, and you and I were sitting on my tailgate eating a taco and drinking beer and brewing. It was amazing. Sounds dirty. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. All right, it. <laughs> great, perfect. That's what I was about, looking for. You can get that and nine others at AdamandEve.com. Right. So I guess people can buy a Pico Brew at More Beer now, and you can't like buy direct from Pico. It's through retailers. I think you can. Oh, you can do it through them too. Can't, I don't know. Yeah, I imagine. I think you can. All I right. would imagine so. But if you can, uh, you know, support More Beer, uh, buy, it it, buy it through them, and you support Pico Brew as well. So, Love it. All right. Yeah. All right, so what beer did you bring us? What's the deal here? Well, the, okay, so uh, a listener, oh, God, I, f- I think his name is Caleb. I forget. I think it is Caleb. Let's call him Caleb now. Okay. Um, he sent us a bunch of beer from Ohio. He's super uh, proud to be from Cincinnati, Ohio, and he sent uh, a, 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 a quite a, a variety of commercial craft beer from Ohio for no reason, just because he wants to share. Want to share it? Yeah. This is Mud Tree? <laughs> uh, <laughs> mad, 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 a mad. Mud Tree. tree. Yeah. It's Sorry. like a reverse... You, anyway, uh, uh, Mad Tree Brewing Company. This is their Psychopathy India Pale Ale. Six point nine percent alcohol by volume. Uh, embrace the madness. It's good beer. It's not bad, right? Yeah, I don't know. They, they should check their O two levels. So. <laughs> a, little, a little too carbonated. It's not too uh, sorry, it's not a little oxidized. too oxidated. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's oxidized. Yeah, I think. Mm. Hmm. Mm. It's not quite a West Coast. It's not West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not West Coast clean. I don't know what to tell you. What do you think? I, you guys, is, you think it's oxidized? What do you think? Is it, is uh, it that, that, ca- a little bit. that caramel note that you get? Is that is that where you're yeah. getting oxidation from? This is the clearest cardboard. East Coast IPA I've seen in a while. I don't get cardboard. <laughs> yeah, it is. I thought it smelled just like Fruit Loops That's on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's got a really it's magnificent. I mean, that in fruity like hop a, candy character yeah. to it. It's. Is there a hop that does that? Is that like a combination of hops that do the Fruit Loops thing? Yeah, um, I mean, in Two Hearted, you can I get it sometimes, and that's pretty much Centennial. So, okay, I mean, yeah, it just depends on the hop. You can do it with a blend, or some single varieties can get it. Did Kayla send any uh, information about the beer? <laughs> no, no, L- just whatever's on the can. Cool. I can tell you that according to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy. <laughs> I've heard that. That's about all I can. Mm, I, I think can it's tell bullshit, you. but I've heard it. <laughs> I mean, Bevo turned out fine. Good thing you'll never yeah. be pregnant. Yeah. It's true. Her um, eyes are a little spread out, but not not like total. She's not English. I mean, give her a break. <laughs> Do you yeah. remember her family from the wedding? Though there were some of them with really spread out eyes. <laughs> like we were certain that they. <laughs> Did like we we were, just make fun of her family because I feel like I did that. that. Not all of them, people, but there were okay. That's go, amazing. Be honest, there were a couple people in your family whose eyes are a little far apart. His name is Danny. <laughs> it was, with it. Was it a girl? It was a girl who looks a lot like you, except with really creepy spread out eyes. That would be my niece, who's a twin. Got it. So there's two of them. I knew. I told you there was a couple of them. And I, I think you're right, but I don't. But I don't. Just maybe think they grew into their eyes. I don't know. Drank heavily while pregnant. They grew into. It just means their brains are bigger, right? Look, this was years ago. I'm sure they look fine now. I'm sure they're beautiful. Whatever. <laughs> I just I remember noticing that. Pull them up on Facebook because. Uh, yeah, yeah. Are you friends on Facebook? Yeah. What are their names so I can friend them? Creeper. <laughs> I just want to see if they turn out. I'm not going to give you their name over the air. <laughs> over the so, air. So everyone else can yeah. friend them, too? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Never mind. That's what I want to do. Friend creepy people. All right. What do we have here, JP? Oh, as I walk. As he's running around. You could have just passed it around. Oh, thank you. 
JP feels responsible for the beer, so he's going to yeah. pour it accurately. What a good steward. Is there coconut in this beer? I don't know. Let's find out. It's like a coconut it's porter of, of sorts. Yeah, it's got this some phenols. Is, uh, a, it's called 10-ton <laughs> oatmeal stout from Warped Wing in Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Uh, 30 IBUs, 34 SRM, one pint. Um, I like this beer. No coconut, though, huh? I don't know. Oatmeal. Hints of coffee, chocolate, and vanilla, and a faintly nutty finish that will leave you anything but. It's probably the nut. Anything nutty, but what? Yes, no. Kind of thin, it's yeah. the nut I'm chasing. I don't get anything, any coconut, but it's got it's a vanilla. Yeah. Definitely and vanilla. A nut, I guess. There's definitely a nut. I guess it's not coca, but it's nut. Well, nut. It's I mean, a good it could beer. Be grain, you know, the like a, the grain bill or the yeah. the uh, toasted oats maybe would give, you know, that combined with some other nonsense would give you the illusion of some sort of nut. I'll give you that. Thank you. Could be that I've been drinking coconut porter for two weeks and I don't, from Maui, from Maui <laughs> Brewing Company. Everything tastes like coconut now. Yeah, that is a good beer they make. I like this beer. It's not bad, right? It's pretty cool. What's the ABV? Right. What, what do you think? Um, I, I've got a great story about the Maui seven. Brewing Coconut Roaster. Yeah. That's the most popular job, according to, to Garrett, because the guy who roasted the coconuts would go out to the bars afterwards and always get laid. Because he smells so, so good. Nice. So everyone wanted the job when he got married. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was good juju. Yeah, so. Uh, I Wait, was, so once he got married, he couldn't do it anymore? Well, yeah. Was like, hey. I guess his wife wanted him to give up the job. Who knows? But uh, mm-hmm. it was, uh, he was, she was one of those he was laying uh, with the cook. I mean, yeah. Right. I'd also like to know he got a promotion. But I mean. They must not have learned yet that eating ain't cheating over there in Maui. He <laughs> <laughs> could have kept that job. Uh, I went to the brewery when they were roasting coconuts. Did and you that, get laid? The whole, I did not. They wouldn't let me near the machine. They were like, sir, you have to stay away from that. You're too flammable. <laughs> You're too, yeah. And uh, we don't want any Hallies getting laid here on the island tonight. <laughs> not on our watch. So, uh, But that whole brewery smelled fantastic. Uh, they roast them right there in like, um, they kind of look like the Subway ovens now. Um, you know, where they, okay, make the, yeah. where they make the bread? Like, like the a, convection oven? Yeah. Right. And the place smells great. I can imagine. Uh, it's all real coconut that they do. And they and uh, oh yeah, it was really nice. So I, mean, I didn't blow the guy or anything, but I'm sure he, I'm sure he smelled great. But I would have. You tried had I, had I met him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, had they let me close. Yeah. Um, I put my pants over that machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, hurry up and drink this beer, or at least you know get a new glass because I have. There's another beer, uh, dude. Yes. <laughs> when I tell you that a listener sent us commercial beers to enjoy for us. I bring them all. Not actually all that three. Really, but um, you kept you kept three others in you. you I did keep one. See, you goddamn hypocrites, all of you. I wow, what a Jew! Yeah. I, well, I kept them for later. <laughs> uh, this is called Soulless. It's a Flanders style. It's about Scott, the Jew. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a red ale. <laughs> Keeping with the theme, Soulless. I like it. The ginger beer. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, Scarlet Sour Ale from Rivertown, which, in case you didn't know, is handcrafted in small batches. From Lockland, Ohio, okay. Rivertown. Scarlet. Everyone mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> drinks at the same time. You're not going to get up and pour this one for me? No, I don't care about you. All right, that's fine. What, kind of, what kind of beer is it You were casting disparages on No, my, that was um, Justin. I appreciate it. Uh, it's that Flanders style. Okay. Which is normally I don't like Flanders style because they're, they're overly sweet. I think that that oh. style is too sweet, but this finishes really nicely. A it's a little drier. I was going to say that a lot of times they're overly um, vinegary, and this one is not. They are too, like acetic. Acetic, yeah. yeah, thank you. And this one is not. It doesn't welcome. have that. 
Um, it's a little sweet for my taste. Kind of one-dimensional, isn't it? Maybe I'm just coming off this uh, this stout. No, yeah, I, I I kind of agree with you. Uh, what wh- which dimension? Yeah, this one. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, I was going to go with a parallel. Oh, oh, reality. Oh, yeah. oh reality. <laughs> mm. Yeah, this is the least sour Flanders I've had. It's tart. It's not. I can remember. Sa- yeah. Well, it's, there, it's there's a sourness to it, but it's more oh, tart than sour. Yeah, it's even low on tart. I mean, it's not that tart. Oh, this will not. Oh, get I you don't laid. get that. This one won't get you laid. <laughs> I really enjoy it. Well, I'll keep the second bottle then if you guys don't want yeah. it. Um. Yeah, it's all right. I like it. I like it. You know, it's pretty good. I like the uh, the one before better. The the coconut stout was it? Yeah, <laughs> now, that one's really good. From Warped Wing. Yeah, they're not coconut. Which is in sixteen. So question: up. What food would you pair this with? Anything. I good just, answer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't pair yeah. really beers with like food. matzo balls. I've never anything. had a beer <laughs> Doritos a Cool Ranch that is terrible. No, no, and nor have I ever had one that that accentuates one or the other. That now that part's nonsense. No, I swear <laughs> to God. Yeah, your palate's weird. Yeah. Yeah, Probably. and I could hear you say like, I, I could almost buy that there's not a bad pairing. Although I, I think I've had one, but I could never buy that there's not a good one, like one that's better than another. I could, just can't buy that. I don't know. Like what? What was the what was the bad pairing that you think you had? Do you remember? I, I don't know. No, I it don't. Could really, have been that bad. Yeah, no, there remember. aren't that many bad ones. Yeah, but there are there are those that are there certainly are better. That are where like you go, this all right? Like a um, a cream brulee and a we really had a stuff. yeah. All right, the other night uh, at dessert we had this like uh, toffee gelato, right? <laughs> so this beautiful uh, um, small batch made toffee gelato. So a lot of no. tastes like coffee, right? Tastes like espresso. It's really nice. So not dryers. Toffee, uh, uh, not dryers. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the bartender poured <laughs> us. It was like. Um, we were making fun of it at GABF. Something Beaver, like Magic Beaver Brewery, okay. uh, and their and their logos kind of disgusting. Like it's a beaver, but like the face of the beaver. If you look hard, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if you uh, turn it upside down, you get turned on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Right, yeah. But disgusting. And, uh, yeah, belching right. belching beaver. That's what it was called, which oh. makes it even more you know sort of uh, disgusting. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I don't remember the exact beer, but it was it was some kind of like a, a chocolate stout or a nut brown, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and and the pairing was phenomenal. Like those two things together, as opposed to a pilsner with my toffee gelato, I think it were a hundred percent better. I'm saying the, the good side. Like I'm sure there is such a thing as a way better pairing. Yes, yeah. but I I don't think that there's such a thing as a bad pairing. Okay, but well, you said both a minute ago, so that's all I, I'm arguing. You right. you were like, and I don't. I've never had one that's better than another. Well, that's that's still so. true. I think a, like, that you've never had yeah, right. one that's better. Than, okay, a, yeah. an IPA with Indian food versus like a Russian Imperial oatmeal stout with Indian food. I, I think would be a huge <laughs> let's try it. disparity in pairing. Well, I mean the the number one dish in uh, Britain is tiki masala. I mean, you know, it's Indian food. They have IPAs. I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't. Th- but right, he's saying IPAs are not Russian oh, imperial stout. Right, exactly. Yeah. If you oh, get a big I, Russian I imperial stout with, with right, I don't. <laughs> so do uh, I. What? Yeah, I don't huh? know. All right, I just yeah, yeah I, I, it's nonsense. I do. It's okay. That's I know right. what he's saying a little. Like you know, you do see that on the menu. Like uh, it's you know the beer battered fish and chips. Try with our IPA. It's like yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> Sometimes, yes, but I think that those who actually curate a, a real menu, it's not like just a, a side note or a gimmick. Right. It absolutely yes, can be yes. a better pairing. I agree. I mean. So there's it, some pretty exotic Japanese dishes like deep fried fish sperm or raw horse liver, things like that, that you really got to think about your pairing closely. <laughs> what what, what so would what, you yeah, pair us, yeah. those things with? Yeah. Yeah. So actually the, the deep fried fish sperm, which is a, a 
just an absolute delicacy over there. It goes really well with like Pilsner, light, light beers, whereas uh, uh, Raw Horse is a, is a delicacy over there. It's widely available. Yeah. Um, that can be really gamey. So you do want, you know, a pale ale or an IPA with hold, hold something hold on, with I some need, bitterness to wipe it out. Right? I did you hear what he said? Because you just went, uh huh, and you weren't phased by the fact that he said raw. Horse. Raw horse. Yeah, I wasn't faced because people eat weird things yeah, in different do. places. But I'm raw. Is it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. This, I, I'm yeah. more confused about how do you harvest fish sperm? I, okay, so yes, because it just goes out into the ocean. <laughs> I'm gonna Google it right now. <laughs> okay, so that's question the first, first and fish. then the second would be: Is the pilsner a pairing because it's very salty? <laughs> huh. um, Says the one woman huh. in the room. <laughs> right. That is sexist, Beverly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Not all men's sperm is salt. That is yeah. rude. What are you, anti man? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Get out of here. Herring sperm is used as an easy to get <laughs> source of sperm. There you go. Because <laughs> they're bored. They, like, <laughs> they, like they leave it everywhere. Uh, there's lots about fish sperm, but nothing in this room. about how to get it out of the yeah, you just get a, right. You get some fish porn. They just, they, there's stuff about how to harvest caviar. They just squirt some sperm into it's breading and fry it. What you, let's add them all in a room. room. Create like a paste and then fry the paste yeah, ball. You people are disgusting. <laughs> this is a gross conversation. It is. Hey, we're not the ones eating it over well, here. I'm, I'm, Yet. I'm, I'm going on the 13th. Genuinely... Intrigued. Of course you are. I mean, I <laughs> we've all known you're a little hoary yeah. all these years. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. afraid that you can fry. <laughs> Warren actually hit the nail on the head. Wait, what? She's up for anything she can deep fry. <laughs> Sam might actually start getting some again. So, Sam, I learned tonight that if yeah, we deep fry. Oh, I got a deep fryer. I got a donut maker, Beverly. I'm going to Target now. Yeah. Beverly, I got this right now. I'm pretty sure the Walmart in Emeryville is 24 hours. It hurts when I teabag the deep fryer. <laughs> I'm going to set it for old fashioned. Is that going to be a good enough setting for you? Oh my god! In my mind, Sam always sounds a bit like a like a horse Harry Carey. <laughs> hey, man, yeah, yeah, he if does. you wore a hot dog, <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, you go, hey, B, you want to spit in the fryer tonight? Oh, no. wow! Oh, there you go. Wow! Of everything that was said, that's the only thing that made me just go. <laughs> Even I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right, we got to get out of here. Please, please. Wait, finish your beer. I got, I got one more beer. Oh, I thought we had three already. Holy shit. I got one more beer. What is that? You're complaining about beer right now. Uh, you see what happens when you Bev, share beer with people? They get yeah. overwhelmed. What did I do? That's true. Is Kevin here? Who's pushing all this shit? <laughs> Come on, just one more. How come that one's in a paper bag? It's because it's con- it's condensating all over my bag, so I'm dripping it. It's it's dripping. <laughs> What does that have to do with it being in a bag? He's drying it off. I'm drying it off. Oh. It's a napkin, not a bag, I guess. Yeah. It's brown paper. Okay, so this is... um, Thank you. You sure this isn't a lemon drop? (laughs) I canned a bunch of lemon drops. There is a hop called lemon drop that is very lemony. Oh, yeah? And droppy. What's it called? Lemon drop, actually. Wouldn't you know it? I hope you know things about this beer. Lemon sperm. Yeah, I know all about this beer. What's it called? Lemon (laughs) drop. A uh, brown paper napkin. Lemon drop. That's the hop. I know. Brown Clearly, JP's hiding something napkin. from us. Yeah. Well, this is a. Oh, it's, it's got a green pull tab. This is probably some like four loco 
Shit. Oh yeah, it's it's not beer. Don't it smells like beer. lemon drop. Beer. Oh, I do need energy for my bike ride. You know home, what this though. is? So. Should I say what I'm? I think it is. This is that limerito. Oh, wait, did just I from the aroma? Limerita? This is my just favorite. from the aroma. I haven't tasted one. it yet, but this is <laughs> no, limerito. I can't bring it, it, you limerito. I'm Moscow. sorry, guys. Oh. It's Moscow's favorite beer is, of the bunch. It's real good. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Why is wow. all right? So limerito, which is like Bud Light lime margarita with a twist. I thought it'd be funnier than it is. I guess. Why is it coming a small can Wait, like that? Wait, ta- the aftertaste tastes like the way a old, dirty mop smells. Ooh! If Ugh. you've been using pine salt, yeah, it's pine salt. Yeah, and that's what you're tasting. Yeah. Ugh. No, yeah. there's a little bit of like mildew. A pine salt mixed with mildew. <laughs> mildew. Does this come in a six pack or what? Uh, I have no idea. I think it's a twelve or only. Well, how did you get it? Oh, wow. uh, it was leftover from our Christmas party. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh uh, no. Thanksgiving, uh, Halloween party. I'm going to have to get some of these. Moscow's your favorite? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow. No, don't, you can keep the can. It's fine. No, it's cool. No. I mean, you know, Enjoy save, it. Save it for next Halloween. It'll still taste the same, I'm sure. <laughs> exactly uh, the same. It's 8%. Oh, boy. You know? That's fortified. It's got uh, well, there is caramel color adding, so, you know, just it's not might not be healthy for you. Wow. Look, Rye chugged his already. It's amazing. <laughs> wow. He's ready really, to go, man. really likes it, too. <laughs> Well, I thought that'd go over a little better. That's right. <laughs> I think it went over fine. Yeah. Moscow loved it. it. Yep. Yeah. All right. We're going to get out of here. Hey, Rye, thanks for coming in. No, thank you for having me. Rye, where can people find uh, Japan Beer Times? Go online, japanbeertimes.com. Uh, we got a website that we try to update when we're not so hungover. Cool. Um, we ship the magazine worldwide if you want print editions. We also, if you're a, an iPhone or iPad user, we have very well-designed uh, digital downloads of the magazine. Got it. What if you only use the uh, Windows Phone Store? Can you get your magazine there? <laughs> yeah. uh, you? We will fax you okay. copies yeah. of the magazine. <laughs> Listen, oh. I'll update your magazine while I update our show in the Windows Store if you want. <laughs> I'll, I'll we have a Twitter game to do. Please. Uh, not, to, not to leave yet. Okay, we will. And then I just want to thank uh, Haru for being on the program tonight all the way from Japan from Koedo. Uh, did, did I get it right? Close even. Koedo uh, Beer Company uh, over in Japan and sent us some great beer. So go check them out if you're going to be there or uh, find it on the shelves in Southern California and uh, apparently in several uh, places Northern around California there. starting in June. Nice. Okay. Nice. Excellent. Uh, all right. And Japan Beer Times with uh, Rye Bevel. Thanks again for being on the program. Uh, all right. Uh, what was our Twitter game tonight, JP? Uh, well, Twitter game was I just want to know why people don't like Warren. Oh, good question. Yeah. Actually, I never we uh, realized we never really announced it. We yeah. didn't, but now I like the no. I like the topic. Damn it, Beardy! I, why doesn't anybody like Warren? Good I question. love Warren. Well, shut up, Eva. Yeah, I don't even know. You can't be right all the time. I don't even know what that means. Yes, I can. <clears throat> so we had some good, you know, some good comments. Uh, Dale Watkins over on Twitter. This is all where this happens. Um, <laughs> he says, you uh, say it with every response. Yeah, uh, because uh, the beard means he's Muslim, right? And that's why we don't like. That's <laughs> why Americans don't like him. That was the most awkward conversation in an airport. I got asked if I was Muslim by someone who was Muslim. <laughs> I think they were hoping that I was, and, you were like, and I felt so, so awkward just to be like, uh, no. And they're like, oh, well, then why'd you grow it? I was like, I don't like shaving. You should have answered, and, Allah, stupid. <laughs> but yeah. you're Muslim. I no. felt so awkward because yeah. he wanted me to be Muslim. but it was I'm like, sure he did. No. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Kept saying no. So, yeah. But you'd be the perfect, you're a ginger. We don't have any of those yet. <laughs> well, uh, you've got the beard. It's going to be perfect. Well, yeah, plus I was in airports. So I was looking around to make sure no one thought that I was with this guy. <laughs> right. Like, That's just the TSA screening method. Right, yeah. Just, 
bro. Is there a blonde? Is there a blonde anywhere in the Middle East that's from there? Hmm, that's a good question. There are no blonde people. That guy was I don't know. CIA. I don't. I don't know anybody. I've never been. Uh, Joseph writes uh, because blind people are bad designated drivers. Right. Which is why yes. we hate Warren. Yeah. Uh, Sean Daniels says because he's that friend who can't even remember to renew his driver's license before a big beer trip. Oh, there that was again. that. That again. <laughs> really? There was that. Who does that? <sighs> Warren does, apparently. Yep. Um, Ian Stringer writes, why does anybody like Warren? Which I feel was a very good counter Answering argument. a question with a question? Mm. That's right. good. I loved it. Uh, our good friend Sugar Valley Brewer says because he's too much like JP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now there it? you go. Yeah, heard that um, I have to think about that one's a thoughtful one. Yeah, that's too close to home. It's, it's not. It's not <laughs> entirely <laughs> inaccurate. I guess he's not funny either. Uh, Blobber Glob <laughs> says that jerk never waves back. Oh, <laughs> can't see you. Nope. Uh, Baruz writes: People are naturally afraid of what they don't understand. <laughs> good. Good point. Yep. Yeah. Robert Walensky says because he gets beard pubes everywhere, which oh. he fucking does, and that's gross. Yes. Yeah. Uh, H H writes because he's an asshole. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not right. far off. That's Two Brewskis says uh, because they confuse him with one of those Duck Dynasty assholes. <laughs> oh, that is really annoying. Yeah. And uh, Chris Makes Beer uh, writes in my favorite comment, who's Warren? Ah! <laughs> and that's our winner tonight. There we go. Nice. Well done. All right. Send an email over to Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, guy who did that. And then... Um, <laughs> Things will happen. And maybe. Uh, she'll send you something yeah. eventually. And stuff. Yeah. All right, good job, JP. Are we done? Yep. All right, next week, Free Will Brewing Company's on the program. JP's going to do a great job. You should should tune in. They're in the studio all the way from Pennsylvania. Oh, it'll make it even easier. I mean, better. It'll make it even better. Oh, they should bring an example of an IPA with them. Uh, Yeah. I'll store it uh, at my house while we're waiting. (laughs) Thank you. All right, we are out of here. Thanks, everybody. Good program, and thanks for holding down the fort while I got out of here for a minute. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Thanks to Hiro and Rai from Koido Brewing out of Japan, even though I probably slaughtered that. The beers were great, and we really appreciate the time. Got a homebrew label that you want everyone to know about? Enter into the National Homebrew Label Awards at homebrewlabelawards.com and win some cool things. They have over $5,000 worth of prizes that you guys can win, so it's pretty cool. Follow JP on Twitter at Major Jip, and if you're any kind of Disneyland or Disney World fan, support his new endeavor, Cove Ears. Go to getcoveears.com for the best way to find your Disney Park style and customize that ratty-ass Mickey Mouse ear hat. Cool. Warren, everyone likes you, except for those that don't. For some good beer insight and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McDee. Production director on the session has been Pushy Jack. Today's show has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. JP, Bevo was busy watching Roswell all show, and your host was Justin Crosley. Be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. JP does great as his charity.